Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag Free, whoever he is. Get your plug, fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international depression. <laughs> Bitch, you got coronavirus. Merry Christmas. Oh my God. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pop your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly. The best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christians, and I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. For the record, the memo did go out, but someone decided that funeral wear was more appropriate for the holiday. I, don't, I have a Christmas hat somewhere. <laughs> you know, I put up a tree this year, okay? That's more than I did. I, I got a little more... Uh, hyped about the show festivities than even my home festivities. So fair mm. point. But I'll uh, do it on Halloween. That's it, though. All right, all right. That's a fair compromise. It's more important than. Merry Christmas week to everyone. The gift you will find nestled under your tree is actually a gift of absence. It's what uh, what's not there. It's the death of the Build Back Better Act, courtesy of Senator Joe Manchin. Also. Uh, Kirsten Cinema, and nobody seems to care. But Kirsten Cinema never went on record supporting or opposing. She's just hanging out in the background while everyone's raging at Joe Manchin this weekend because it's all his fault. The multi-trillion-dollar federal spending monstrosity is no more. After Manchin says this morning he will not support the bill, he is of course the uh, the Grinch of the left at the moment. But that means that he has actually saved your wallet and probably your children's wallets from getting grinched at least to that next level degree and at least for this christmas but talk to us next year and we'll see where that stands we will discuss all the details plus uh joe biden's vaccine mandate for businesses with uh, over 100 employees is back after a federal court reinstates it and now it is poised uh, to head to the supreme court in all likelihood so this thing's just ping-ponging back and forth in the federal court system, will the Supreme Court take it up and will they strike it down? We'll take a look at uh, some analysis on that. Elizabeth Warren picks a fight with Elon Musk, and uh, it looks like all she has to show for it is a breakthrough case of coronavirus. She has the Rona. She announced it just a few hours ago, despite being vaxxed and boosted. Well, what a surprise. Yeah. Had, Godspeed. Does she have Omicron? Does she not specify? Does anybody really have Omicron? I don't know. They don't test. She said she tested positive, but of course you don't really test for Omicron oh, yeah. they versus can't even Delta. D- differentiate between these supposed types or whatever. Who cares? But they Doesn't still matter. managed to count it somehow. 
we know how many Omicron cases there are, but also you don't really get notification that you have Omicron or Delta or whatever you have. Any case, in any case, she has uh, she has the Rona, the generic Rona, despite her vaccination and uh, boosted status. CNN, meanwhile, has another pedophile scandal brewing. Now there are accusations yeah. that another producer made sexually explicit commentary about his fiance's teen daughter. I'm not clear on all the relationships here. You'll you'll help me understand. It sounds again like another Jerry Springer situation. He's commenting it's really, really bizarre. OK, so we'll get all the specifics on that. San Francisco commits to new plans to stop criminals, which include uh, making the crime easier for criminals. That's uh, a new strategy, I suppose, coming out of San Francisco. Um, plus, ESPN revives the ghost of hoax hate past with Bubba <laughs> Wallace. And tonight's movie review is V for Vendetta, which mm -hmm. I am very eager to discuss. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. The show store is up and running over on the site. Don't forget, we have T-shirts. We have hats. We have mugs. We have it all. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is a big supporter of the show. That's our friends over at Charity Swipes. If you own or manage a business, you got to speak to Charity Swipes. They're a credit card processor, just like Square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurant to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. Not only does Charity Swipes have uh, helped businesses save on their credit card processing, but they're all about giving back to the community as well as their name suggests. They give 30% of their annual profit to charities like Make-A-Wish, the Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader as well as free setup and training. You can view all the details of their offer at charityswipes.com slash mc. Every sign up greatly supports our show. So if you own a business, do yourself a favor and go check them out at uh, charityswipes.com slash MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses like Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Uh, real quick uh, show schedule update through the holidays, mm -hmm. just so everybody knows what to expect uh, as we get into the holiday holiday season. Sunday shows will air as usual live at nine Eastern on Sunday, December 26th and Sunday, January 2nd. It's possible we'll be a little shorter than normal just because of holiday obligations and celebrations and all that. But we will be live at normal time. This week's call in show will be the last for the month. And for the year, that's Wednesday, the 22nd, 9 Eastern. There will not be a call-in show on Wednesday, the 29th. The call-in show will return Wednesday, January 5th. So a simpler way of saying that is everything is normal except the call-in show on the 29th. That Wednesday is canceled. Other than that, okay. we'll be right where we usually are. Assuming, you know, we don't have some of the difficulties that have uh, been a problem for us lately. But so, so far, so good. The tech gods are uh, being nice to us tonight. The duct tape is holding strong and the hamster wheel is spinning quickly. 
Uh, I also what does your have, shirt say? Oh, it, I've worn this for several years in a row now, but it's it's just a Home Alone. Oh, that's right. Buzz yeah. your girlfriend, woof, Home Alone sweater. Is this our yeah. sixth Christmas? Well, the, sh- the first Christmas of the show would have been 2016. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. My, how the years fly by. Six oh years. Well, at least it's been a, I've got a lot of show for a lot to show for this year. At least, you know, feel like, uh, yeah. you know, the years fly by, but of course the family has grown and not just the family of, um, the show, which is important, but, uh, my family as well, my, my personal family. So, um, you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable to think about how many years you've been doing it, but then you remember, well, there's a, a lot, lot accomplished. Happened. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had such bigger dreams of achievement at no. It's uh No, no. I, I feel pretty happy about where I am in life. I, I love doing the show. Um it's it's just crazy to think, man, that many years uh, go by that quickly. But hey, speaking of um accomplishments and families growing and and uh the years flying by, I uh, I have to give a shout out to a longtime supporter and listener of the show, probably since the sh- he's probably listened to all six Christmas shows. Uh, that's our friend Michael Schlecht, uh, whose wife gave birth to their uh, firstborn son, Finn. So congratulations oh, to Michael that's so and cute. Alex. I love that name. And uh, Finn was born late on Thursday night. Sounds like everybody's everybody is in uh, good shape. Michael tells me that Finn was trying to make a uh, an OK hand sign as a gesture of support <gasps> for the Aww. show. Um, he doesn't even he, look that squishy. Oh, yeah. the sweet little buddy. But uh, he'll have to work on it for another day, I suppose. Yeah. We'll we'll get uh, we'll get updates on his hand gesture practice later on. Anyway, congrats uh, to the Schlechts, and um, let's move into the news because there's plenty of it. Before we get to the Build Back Better stuff, uh, lots of uh, legal updates that I want to mention. Starting with uh, a search <laughs> warrant issued for Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I like uh, how he's acting uh, like he offered this up, but really he made them get a search warrant. Although I was listening to Viva Fry about it and he's like, I don't begrudge Alec Baldwin for doing this. Um, but so Alec it's not Baldwin, just an excuse. He he made them get a search warrant. He what did not even, offer this freely. Right. He's like, that, you're going to well, have to get a search warrant at, at the advice of his attorneys. Oh, okay. So his well, cell phone was I requested see. in this newest uh, search warrant released by the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department. Um, and I think that there, there was an indictment. Let me, let me read this. Uh, such information, if it exists, may be material and relevant to this investigation. Um, the defense was also made aware that there were several emails and text messages sent and received regarding the movie production rust in the course of interviews. And Baldwin's attorney claimed the actor proactively requested that the police obtain a search warrant in order to protect himself and his family. So the way his attorney made it sound like he proactively requested that there was a, a search warrant, but he really was just like, I'm not giving you this until. Yeah, that's until the, you that's the phrasing that's bizarre to me, because that makes it sound like he went to them. Hey, I want he you guys not. to search me, but also I want you to get a warrant to do it, which doesn't make any sense. If you wanted them to see the evidence you have, you can just give it to them. The warrant would be unnecessary. So proactively right. requested right. a warrant. I don't understand what they mean by that, but. Aviva Fry put out an excellent video about this, so check that out. But he thinks that this is very telling of the severity of charges incoming. So for Alec Baldwin specifically, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll have to listen. I, I think they're doing a good <laughs> legal analysis over um, over on their stream. That being Robert Barnes and Viva Fry. So it was uh, a solo video. I'm sure they're probably talking about it tonight, though, too. 
So after listening to what they, I have no idea. Competing streams, they probably have twenty thousand people watching right now. (laughs) They're always killing us every week. They are crushing it. It's really good to see. Um, But yeah, we will uh, we will update the story if anything else becomes available in the coming weeks. Also, uh, Nick Sandman uh, on Friday announced he's reached another settlement with a media outlet who smeared him in the twenty nineteen incident, in which he simply, uh, you'll recall, stood there and smirked. As an Indian drummer man approached him and drummed in his face and then told stories about Nam that he actually never participated in. Um, this time it's NBC. Sandman and his lawyers had filed a $275 million suit against NBC and MSNBC. The suit has now been settled, according to an announcement made by Sandman on Twitter, for an undisclosed amount of money. Recall Sandman uh, has also reached settlements for undisclosed amounts with CNN and The Washington Post. So I, I, I think he still has a couple lawsuits outstanding. I, I don't Ooh. think he's done quite yet. I bet he's worth $100 million. Who knows? Right but uh, you have to think that if all of these companies are deciding it's easier to pay him than to fight uh, in court, there's got to be some legitimacy to the claims that he's bringing. And perhaps um, there's uh, some substance to the payouts he's receiving as well. Yep. Also, uh, Derek Chauvin on Wednesday uh, pleaded guilty to federal charges of violating George Floyd's constitutional rights and using excessive force in exchange for the guilty plea. Chauvin is seeking to serve a 25 year prison sentence concurrently with his previous 20, uh, 22 and a half year prison sentence in Minnesota, though he was not sentenced on Wednesday. That will happen later. Uh, this means that Chauvin will not stand trial in federal court in January as scheduled Obviously, if he's pleading guilty, but it also has implications for the remaining officers still charged uh, in Minnesota and in federal court, including I've heard speculation about the possibility of Chauvin uh, testifying for these officers or against them or just participating in their trial in uh, in any number of ways. As of now, there's no indication that any of those three officers, they being Tuo Tao excuse the pronunciation J Alexander King and Thomas Lane. Uh, there's no indication that they're going to change their pleas in either pending state or federal cases. The three are set to stand trial in Minnesota state court in March. Their federal trial is scheduled to begin next month in January. And I assume for Chauvin, the thinking is that the feds were uh, going to try to find a way or, or just would find yeah. a way to be as harsh on uh, as harsh on him as possible. And uh, this is, this is, I assume in his thinking, the best strategy at limiting his prison term uh, to something close to what he's already been sentenced to in Minnesota. But recall, he's also appealing that conviction and sentence as well. He has hired a new lawyer for his appeal in Minnesota, though I haven't seen a a progress update on that appeal case beyond that. Also, uh, the Maxwell trial is going to the jury this week. Uh, What's going on there? Um, yeah, the defense rested its case on Friday. Uh, she said that she was not going to testify. (coughs) Good decision there. I mean, she's the least likable person in the world. But the district judge, Allison Nathan, scheduled this hearing where attorneys made arguments about how the judge should instruct a jury on the law um, in an effort to kind of fast track (laughs) the trial. And the, the jury should reach some sort of decision early next week closing arguments and the reading of about 80 pages of instructions are set for monday so okay so we by the end of the week we might uh have a verdict in the maxwell case we'll see do we know what kind of um 
Like what, what her prospective sentence would be if, it, if she were convicted? Oh, I actually, I can't remember. Let me look it up, but it's a lot of years. Okay. Um, if you find that, I, I'll move into the, um, the Potter trial here. Also another high profile trial going to the jury this week. Closing arguments in the Kim Potter trial are set to begin Monday. This, of course, is the case of the female officer who accidentally shot Dante Wright, uh, thinking that her Glock was a taser in April. Um, the the testimony ended Friday with Kim Potter taking the stand in her own defense, and um, she explained the situation with her attorney, and uh, and broke down when describing what ha- what happened. This on direct examination. What did you do? We were struggling. We were trying to keep him from driving away. It just it just went chaotic. I it, I remember yelling, "Taser, taser, taser." And nothing happened. And then he told me I shot him. Yes, something happened. <laughs> Yikes. Can you proceed or you... Yes, it's fine. Okay. I, I don't mean to let... I don't doubt her distress, um, but just the commentary of... And then nothing happened. Well... Something definitely happened, and that's yeah, that's the reason yeah. that that the tears are being shed. Obviously, well, there are severe um, ramifications for letting women into men's jobs. I mean, what do but what do who's people think really is going at happen? fault for that? Kim Potter or us men? Men for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, like this woman has any agency? She can't even tell the difference between a taser and a gun. She's operating the line of fire. It's retarded. Uh, or the line of what's the term here? The line of car driving, whatever. Although, um, didn't they find an illegal firearm on right? I should know that. Um, the facts of the case off the I top think of my so. head. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. He tried to flee. So, you know, this is what happens when jogger meets female cop. <laughs> A real nightmare situation. Potter apologized <laughs> for the mistake. Uh, quote, I'm sorry it happened. Miss Potter testified through tears. I didn't want to hurt anybody. Uh, last week, we discussed the competing theories of the case, so I won't go into detail on that again. But the prosecution's case is that Kim Potter showed recklessness sufficient for manslaughter charges. And the defense's case is that the situ- uh, is that in this situation, lethal force was justified. So even if the use of the gun was a mistake, the use of the gun was still warranted. Um, the, the case, uh, as I mentioned, will go to trial. And as it goes to trial, uh, there's a great piece of analysis from Andrew Bronca over at Legal Insurrection, who continues to do great coverage of trials in progress. If you can't watch the trials live, uh, same with the, the Rittenhouse trial as in this trial. Uh, he's his, his daily write-ups are the next best thing to watching the trial live. So I, I really appreciate his work and his analysis. But here's his summary of the trial or of the uh, case as it goes to uh, the jury, rather. Uh, quote, the bottom line is that the state has fallen far short of proving the recklessness required for either manslaughter charge against Potter. Keep in mind that recklessness is not mere negligence. I expect all would agree that Potter's unintentional use of the Glock instead of the taser qualifies as negligence. But negligence creates only civil liability. Criminal liability requires recklessness. And legally speaking, recklessness is either the unintentional disregard of a known risk of death or the violation of a legal duty resulting in death. The prosecution never demonstrated that Potter believed she had a deadly force gun in her hand as opposed to the non-deadly taser. And she couldn't have uh, intentionally disregarded a risk she didn't know existed. Similarly, the state never demonstrated that Potter violated an actual legal duty. The BCPD uh, police uh, policies discussed in the trial are best understood as generalized guidelines rather than absolute legal duties. 
on the legal merits, uh, then this trial should end with Kim Potter acquitted on all charges. So get ready for the riots if that happens. Nah. You think, They're not going to riot so? after Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm not particularly concerned. Maybe. About uh, maybe they've uh, lost their enthusiasm. Who knows? Uh, we also lastly got a little bit of insight into the thinking of the um, the Jesse Smollett jury. Uh, Andre Hope was the only black juror. Oh, and wait, before you go on, before I forget, uh, 40 years and then she's looking at oh. additional five to 10 years. That would be the maximum sentence. Uh, yeah, conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors carries a maximum 40 year sentence. The other charges have maximum penalties of five or 10 years. So, okay. My apologies. Proceed. All right. Uh, so, so Andre Hope was the only black juror on the Smollett uh, jury, and he's speaking on the record with media. He called the entire case, quote, sad and said, while the evidence against the actor was overwhelming, he's still left with one unanswered question, quote, I still have not figured out a motive for why he did it. Why this ever had to happen, he said. He was uh, a star. I don't know about that. And the motive seems kind of clear to me Ooh, as an outsider, yeah. but okay. He said the actors claim that the Osendairo brothers attacked him for real simply made no sense. Quote, two o'clock in the morning, cold outside. When you just use your common sense as uh, what's there. Uh, yeah, it just it didn't add up, said Hope. He also said the noose used in the staged, staged attack was a critical piece of evidence. After wearing the rope home, Smollett claimed he took it off and then put it on for police to see, of course. Quote, as an African-American person, I'm not putting that noose back on at all, Hope stated. Hope said that the jury uh, never argued during deliberation uh, and was never deadlocked, simply took its time to be thorough during the nine and a half hours of deliberation, Hope said that he thinks Smollett has lost enough and doesn't deserve prison time. He also said he hopes Smollett gets a second chance in Hollywood. What? Okay. Disagree with that, but uh, he's entitled to his assessment on that, I suppose. Um, a date for Jesse's sentencing has not been set, though it will be uh, at some point next month in January. So. Anyway, that's a, a li there was another juror who spoke, but anonymously, at least that I saw. So yeah, I'm a little more inclined to take what this guy says uh, under his own identity and on the record. But uh, we'll check back in with Jesse once sentence, uh, sentencing day arrives. Anything else you have to say about any of these legal cases before we talk mansion? No, nothing really uh, holds a candle to Kyle. I'm not super involved in any of these. The Potter case is interesting, but... Um... I suppose we should be more involved in the Ghislaine Maxwell case, but I don't know what's going to happen. I'm surprised she's lived this long. So hmm. are we ever going to find out? Is, is anyone ever going to be implicated directly in this? Uh, no, no, of course not. <clears throat> I, I don't think that's the trouble, especially with not having this thing uh, publicly viewable. You're going to rely on reporters who probably have some sort of uh, stake in the case or have something themselves to, or a connection themselves to hide. Uh, so you're relying on a third party characterization of what's going on. There are lots of powerful interests in play who have all sorts of interests in uh, protecting or withholding or excluding certain pieces of evidence. Um, you know, as as enticing as that trial may be and as important as it may be to watch. I think the idea that we were ever going to get some sort of earth shattering revelation out of it was probably to uh, pie in the mm. sky. But why kill Epstein? I, I don't know. These powers we, work. We, we were never going to get it anyway. Then what was even the point? I don't know. Uh, to hide the information that they're still hiding, I suppose. 
I guess we will never know. Well, uh, in the big news of the weekend, in an, uh, an absolute dagger to the Democrats' big spending hopes and dreams, and apparently in something of a surprise, at least to the president and to congressional Democrats as well, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia declared definitively this morning on Fox News Sunday he will not support the president's multi-million dollar build back better spending package. Here's what he had to say. Uh, I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is this is a no. This is a no. In a statement, Manchin added, quote, my Democratic colleagues in Washington are determined to dramatically reshape our society in a way that leaves our country even more vulnerable to the threats we face. I cannot take that risk with a staggering debt of more than twenty nine trillion dollars and inflation taxes that are real and harmful to every hardworking American at the gasoline pumps, grocery stores and utility bills with no end in sight. Manchin and um, Democrats in Congress had been negotiating this bill for the last five to six months. So this is a this is a drastic and dramatic blow to the president's agenda. Um, and of course, if you if you are unfamiliar with the bill, um, this this, uh, of course, was a multi-trillion dollar spending package that, that would have included federal child care subsidies government takeover of preschool, more financing for college expansions to Obamacare and Medicare, plus hundreds of millions of dollars for so-called Green New Deal projects. It really was a, a wish list for progressives. And those Democrats now feel betrayed, not just by the decision, but how Joe Manchin made the decision. Reportedly, uh, he did not even call the White House or congressional leadership. He just went on Fox News Sunday and said he's not going to support this. So they they feel uh, betrayed by this lack of courtesy. And Jen Psaki in particular is very pissed off. She issued a lengthy, angry statement, which reads in part, quote, Senator Manchin's comments this morning on Fox are at odds with his discussions this week with the president, the White House staff and with his own public utterances. If his if his comments on Fox and written statement indicate an end to that effort, they represent a sudden and inexplicable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and the senator's colleagues in the House and the Senate. Inexplicable, even though uh, Joe Manchin explained it and his reasoning thoroughly, both on the show and in the statement. Uh, our economy is already inflating at an insane. <clears throat> the, the dollar is already inflating at an insane rate. We should probably pause any massive spending of money that we don't have so as to slow that down a little bit. And Jen Psaki's statement goes into length about how, you know, academic economists say it won't have any inflation effect in the short term. Uh, the same people who said it was uh, transitory uh, six months ago. And a breach of his to commitments about. to the president, just a, a verbal commitment. It's unclear. I haven't seen any reporting of what the specific commitment was other than to keep negotiating. But it's kind of a question of who do you believe uh, either Joe Manchin lied to the White House and to <laughs> congressional Democratic leadership or the White House and the rest of these people thought they had more of a commitment from him than they did. But if you've listened to him talk for the last X amount of months, he's always been very hesitant about this idea. So I don't understand how these people thought they had 
anything close to a sure vote in this guy. And as I mentioned, everybody's piling on Manchin. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's Kirsten Cinema still hiding in the bathroom stall with the immigrants <laughs> yelling at her. But everybody just kind of forgot. She never went on record saying, I support Build Back Better. So even if they flip Joe Manchin, Jen Psaki's statement speaks to that. Well, if 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 uh, Joe Manchin is going to flip this easily, then we're going to flip him just as easily right back. OK, but even if you did, you still have a big question mark over Kirsten Cinema. Right, right. So this this is not happening in its current form. Even if they want to negotiate something different, you guys spent half a year negotiating this one. Uh, and even if you were to try, you're now going to have the uh, you're going to have to somehow get all the progressives in Congress to eat whatever Joe Manchin wants. And as you can see on Twitter uh, or uh, you'll hear on the news tomorrow morning, they all hate Joe Manchin. They are all extremely <laughs> pissed off at Joe Manchin. So the idea they really of, are. Yeah. Like the idea of um, of doing what this guy tells them to do, uh, they certainly are not inclined to do. But the narratives are already forming. You had AOC uh, sending out a quote, quote, tweeting this tweet this morning. What kind of healthy democracy is structured in a way that can allow one man elected by 290,000 voters in one of the least populous states to thwart the agenda of his party and the president who was elected with 81 million votes? We need structural change. This is the line that keeps coming. How could one senator have so much power? One plus 50. Right. right. They talk it's it's only Joe Manchin as though all the other Republican senators don't matter. Kirsten Sinema doesn't matter. That's silly. Not to mention the idea that majority simple majority rule was ever the intended design of this country. It clearly was not, but this is majority rule. They start whining. Oh, majority rule means nothing. It's 51 to 49 currently. Yeah. If majority rule is your principle, then you accept this loss and you try to win next time. Uh, they, they keep saying, oh, Joe, Joe Manchin is a bought and paid for corporate. Uh, he, he's he's operating on behalf of corporate interest. I'm not dismissing the idea that there's That's everybody biz- in Congress, though. Right. And that, like the idea that there's no political will in West Virginia to force this guy not to vote for Biden's agenda. It's a miracle right. that West Virginia has a Democrat senator. It, 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 if if. And I see these polls floating around. Oh, actually, West Virginia supports build back better by a like a two to one margin. OK, it's generic terms from September uh, run by one activist polling firm that sampled like 800 people. It, it's the it's the most rigged poll I've ever. If you believe there's mass support for Biden's agenda in West Virginia, I don't know what to tell you. That's not true. I'm sorry. That's not is there true. any support for Biden's agenda in West. Is there one person in these West people Virginia? believe it? <laughs> And and then um, it's got to be the most conservative state or at least one of the most conservative, at least by Trump voting margin. It is. It's right up there. Um, You know, and then just all these questions. Well, why should the will of of senators representing a minority population obstruct the will of the majority is in the 51 senators who obstruct this represent a a minority part of the country. But uh, as far as population, obviously. Um, but again, the design is, is not simply majority rule. The design is state autonomy, mostly, and minority right. rights. The amount of people bemoaning that we don't have tyranny of the majority in this country and acting like that's a design flaw on Twitter this weekend is just. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess I, I would say it's a it's an indictment on the civics education in this country. But then again, I mean, I think these people believe what they're saying i think they believe that tyranny of the majority is actually good it's just fine we should have such a system 
Hmm. Unless they're in the minority and then they hate it. But, you know, there's the one narrative that's emerged. structural change. It's always everything's structural change until I get what I want. The one narrative emerging this weekend that I think has some truth is that um, progressive dreams, at least the most fringe progressive dreams, could possibly be dead for a long time. Uh, Jennifer Rubin tweeted this uh, this morning. If Manchin is is a no on both Build Back Better and voting, that being the Democrats uh, federal takeover of, uh, of, of voting rules uh, across states. Biden is done. Democracy is hanging by a thread. Hard to think <laughs> of anyone more destructive. Now, that's rich after stealing an election. <laughs> no, it was the most. Susan will not have. You mean it, they stole the 1996 election? Correct. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they killed Bob Dole over it, too. That's how this no, yeah. all played uh-huh. out. This um, what I, obviously this is hyperbolic in in some sense, but I think the the element of truth here that I want to point out, this is somewhat realistically the end of the Biden presidency, at least possibly, and for this kind of fringe progressive agenda. Let's say that Manchin was to agree to renegotiate a new bill, as we mentioned, it is not going to be the sort of massive spending, massive transformational item that they want. Um. And, and in a year that's shaping up to be brutal for Democrats in the midterm election, the idea that a lot of vulnerable Democrats are going to get back on board to support such radicalism in an election year, I think, is uh, very flimsy for people who want that. And so if Biden does lose control, let's assume he does lose control of Congress in 2022, this sort of bill is even more dead. And um, it's not going to happen for the rest of, uh, of his two years as president. And if the presidential election goes the wrong way for Biden or whoever replaces him after that, uh, it's going to be four to eight more years um, before they'd ever get to try something like this again. So um, the one thing I think progressives may be right about with all of their whining on Twitter this weekend is they they just got handed a giant lump of coal. Uh, their Christmas yeah. is absolutely right. Ru- but they're, they're, the next few years for them may be ruined politically. This is a drastic political defeat for them. But it is um, it is a great gift uh, as far as the country and your wallet are concerned. I mean, I hesitate to qualify it as a major win because, again, like these people not stealing from your wallet and your future for a year. <laughs> well, again, we'll talk about it next year, but you'll, you'll take the wins where you can get them. It's certainly better. I suppose than, so long as there is uh, ever increasing inflation, they are stealing for, from us, though. Yeah, this is a. To be as accurate as possible, this is yet another speed bump. And I don't want to be too celebratory over speed bumps because the trajectory is still wrong. But at least we're not. Uh, or, well, I don't know. Maybe you want to make the argument. Maybe the 100, mi- 100 miles an hour over the cliff is better in the long term than the speed bumps on the road to hell, which maybe that's all I this don't know. is. Do you, do you truly think this is a meaningful win that's going to positively affect our economic state over the next decade or so? I think it's. It's just it it doesn't it's not really going to make a material difference to any of us. Well, compared to what, though, is the question. I mean, that's compared to what would have happened if they succeeded in, in passing this bill. Do you yes. think that this yeah. is going to markedly reduce the inflationary response that we're going to see? Um, not the status quo. No, but compared why, to what why does it, it matter? Who cares? I, yeah, well, that's that's why you have to temper the uh, that's why I agree. You have to temper the celebration here because the, the general trajectory still not good, but. Yeah. If you want to at least slow down some of that awfulness, this is a win. Mm. And well, I think we you- lost. Speed it up. 
more build back better more money in government more trillion multi-trillion dollar spending bills more 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 it was a big defeat for collapsitarians everywhere over the weekend i I understand i understand that obviously this win is not itself sufficient this you have to have this plus electoral wins and you have to stop this sort of nonsense and stop the federal spending which maybe is um a pipe train maybe maybe that's never happening at definitely all. stop but federal spending law that's never going to happen reduce Even greatly reduced to its proper scope are, are not are not poised to do that yeah it might it might be too optimistic but you know uh, if only as a uh, as a win compared to the alternative i'm still feeling a little bit enthused this weekend and we'll see what happens as we roll into next year i think it is going to be a bloodbath for democrats burn but, it uh, all to the ground yeah all of it well um it's uh, it's also clear that Democrats were pissed off about this before it ever even happened. On Friday, uh, Kamala Harris uh, appeared on uh, appeared as a guest on Charlemagne the God show on Comedy Central. We were talking about Charlemagne before live here. Yeah, uh, I could not figure out what I knew him from. I was convinced he was the hot sauce guy, but he is not. That was the Breakfast Club. Was he, wasn't he a part of that, though? Wasn't oh, he was there he? when that happened? Because he's from the Breakfast Club. Oh, live chat. Let me know. Fact check. Was Charlemagne there for Hillary's famous hot sauce moment? I remember we had a, a lively discussion about his stupid name. Ah, yeah, sure. The, the other meme uh, or viral conversation he's been a part of is when he interviewed Joe Biden before the election. And Joe Biden said, if you vote for Trump, then you ain't black. Ugh. So Charlemagne is very uh, gifted at pulling viral moments out of these high profile interviews that he's able to secure. And he asked Kamala, this is about a 20 minute interview you can watch. Um, toward the end, he asked Kamala, which Joe is running the country? Is it Joe Biden or is it Joe Manchin or is it somebody else? And Kamala's outgoing aide, Simone Sanders, uh, tried to end the interview. And then finally, Kamala answered with obvious and visible frustration. I, who's the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? No. <laughs> I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi- is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt, and I don't think the vice president can hear you. It's Simone. I'm so sorry, Charlie. We have she, to wrap. She can hear me. <laughs> They're acting like they can't hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Madam Vice President. Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's no, me. No. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe Bi- and, it's Joe Bi- and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. She's waving her finger. Man. Yeah. She's half black, but has that 100% angry black chick thing going. Like, you cannot breed that out. That that's is- not. No, that's not natural. That is rehearsed in front of a mirror for hours. I guarantee. Oh, no. She, you don't think that fundamentally <laughs> she's an angry black chick? Just- Jamaican and Indian does not count. You think Jamaican, fiery Jamaican black chicks aren't a thing? They don't Come do on. the finger wave. That is an American black. <laughs> Well, whatever, whoever's correct in this debate, that is the charisma of your heir apparent to Joe Biden if he does not run again in 2024 for whatever reason. And the fact that any critical question from Charlemagne is met with an accusation of being a Republican, it really tells you everything you know. You're going to submit to us fully or you're going to be treated as the opposition. That's the unstated 
message there. And as much as I appreciate Charlemagne's willingness to challenge um, people he supports and agrees with in pursuit of what he believes in, I think that is admirable, genuinely. I also think that what he believes and what he's asking is a load of crap. Right. If you listen to the full interview, the premise of his questions is that Joe Biden isn't doing enough to force policies X, Y, and Z on behalf of black people as he sees it. And in his view, at least according to his line of questioning, being president just means bullying everybody else into line. Why isn't Joe Biden bullying enough for what I want? The 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 pushback I would have on Charlemagne, we shouldn't be fighting over who wields uh, central power correctly. That's the premise of his entire line of questioning. It's it's oh, oh well, uh, Joe Biden should wield the sword better, not Joe Manchin wielding the sword. Let's not wield the sword. You can have what you want in your community. Leave everybody else alone. Let's let's agree on the principle of decentralization instead of fighting over who could centralize better. But that discussion never really happens. So if I was answering uh, Charlemagne's question, the correct answer is not this Joe or that Joe running the country or, or this Joe or that Joe who should have centralized control over your life. The correct answer is neither Joe. And I would hope that we could agree <laughs> Yeah. On that. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. Um, in any case, I, I do appreciate that he doesn't just do canned cookie cutter interviews like a lot of other outlets do. So good for him on that. Yes. I mean. The uh, the, the 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 Joe that uh, that Charlemagne wants is still trying really hard on vaccine mandates, though. I don't know. Uh, if that's the battle that Charlemagne wants Joe to to uh, take up, but that is the battle that he's taking up. And um, so you'll recall uh, the Biden's various vaccine mandates have faced uh, plenty of blockages in court, specifically the OSHA uh, mandate for private businesses of over 100 employees. That was halted after a Fifth Circuit, uh, Circuit Court issued a stay or after the Fifth Circuit uh, Court issued a stay citing, quote, grave constitutional concerns. We Talked about that on the show at the time. Well, now the Sixth Circuit has given Biden a boost, accepting the administration's request to lift the stay, meaning as of now, the mandate is back on track to take effect as planned on January 4th. Enforcement expected to begin January 10th. But that is tentative speculation because, of course, it could change rapidly once again. So the Sixth Circuit issued this decision on Friday, which... Uh, reestablished this OSHA ma- uh, vaccine mandate. And then before the end of the day on Friday, at least two emergency petitions were filed with the Supreme Court, as in appeals of this OSHA vaccine mandate to the Supreme Court for the Supreme Court's consideration. According to uh, analysis over at Legal Insurrection, in both of these petitions, applicants want the court to focus on OSHA's lack of authority to issue such an order. So I have not read through these thoroughly myself, but as far as I understand, Um, The main constitutional dispute being a lack of uh, statutory authority for OSHA. There was never a a law written by Congress that says OSHA can go around telling employers, private employers, they have to vaccinate their workers. This is simply a broad uh, stretching of of OSHA's existing statutory authority, as far as I understand the arguments. But... um, the, the Supreme Court has also received a petition about uh, Biden's mandate for healthcare workers as well. This is different. This is the mandate that they put out on behalf of CMS, the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, that if you're going to participate in Medicare and Medicaid, as in every hospital and healthcare provider, essentially, then you will vaccinate your employees. That 
was also um, put on pause by a, a court within the last few weeks. So the, the question then becomes, uh, number one, will the Supreme Court take up these issues? And if they do, how will they decide it? Uh, that the, the, the legal questions here, there are the legal questions and there are po- the political questions, which will be considered. The legal questions are, are pretty clear. There is no constitutional authority for the executive branch or even the federal government in general to impose this sort of thing. That's if you're looking at the Constitution, but just as a matter of statute, as a matter of law that Congress has passed, there's no statutory authority for this. Even if you think it's constitutional, there was never a law written to bring this about. It was simply decreed from the executive branch on the on the matters of the law. It seems fairly clear, but will the court consider the law or will they consider the politics? This is uh, the end of the uh, this analysis in legal insurrection by William Jacobson. Based on what has happened recently in the Supreme Court, I think it will be a close call on whether five justices will halt the employer mandate. The three liberals will go all in for government power and Roberts likely also that leaves five remaining. And there certainly could be a weak link in the group, probably Barrett or Kavanaugh. God, if Kavanaugh brings this whole thing down, I'm going to be like, God, should have sided with the left and just <laughs> talked about how you were a rapist or something. That guy did rape Christine yeah. Blasey Ford after all. Right all along. You can um, afford to lose one of them, but that's the frustrating thing to sit here and say it, it is frustrating to sit here and say on a matter that's fairly clear as a matter of law that the three liberals are, are guaranteed to go all in on government power because they're three political liberals. That's a really frustrating commentary yeah. on the Supreme Court. Um, I'm not uh, hanging all of my hope on the Supreme Court. The, the fact of the matter is that this is uh, too late and there's going to be no recourse for people that were already mandated uh, to get the vaccine and got the vaccine. What what, what, did, what can they do? Yeah, exactly. There won't be recourse for them. And, and some companies are even backing down. I think the latest one, was it Boeing or there was some sort of airline or airplane manufacturer that recently backed down? We've seen a couple in recent weeks just citing the need. There have been hospital systems that have backed down, just citing the need for laborers. Hey, we don't have enough people to work. And part of the reason we don't have enough people to work is because of these ridiculous vaccine requirements. We're just not doing it anymore because we got to hire people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will become a reality. But but yeah, if you're the sort of person that felt like your livelihood was threatened, you didn't want the vaccine, but you had to do it because they threatened your livelihood. Then lo and behold, later they backtrack for practical reasons or for legal reasons, as decided mm-hmm. by the Supreme Court. Yeah, you just got bullied and there is no remedy for you. It's just tough. And God forbid you have long term health consequences, unforeseen health consequences. Then you you truly have no recourse, which now the CDC <laughs> is talking about as it relates to the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, as we'll get to in a minute. Um, that sort of talk probably would have got you banned on YouTube mere weeks ago. Yeah. And now but because the CDC, it's not the mRNA vaccine, they're like, OK, fine, let's talk about these. Blood yeah. Clots. Now the CDC says, uh, ooh, we're really worried about these blood clot issues. <laughs> OK. We'll get to that in a minute, but um, you know, may, maybe you're the sort of person who uh, who finds all this federal uh, power concentration concerning. Maybe you'd like to see a more freedom oriented society. Uh, Joe Biden says that's a foolish philosophy. Uh, What's the big deal with freedom? Asked Joe in an interview with an Ohio news station this week. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated, no. not the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. That's the problem. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? What about that? What's the big deal? 
Okay. Uh, what, what, what do you, what do you want to take first? The patriotism point or the matter of fact on the, on the vaccines? Uh, it's just a false claim on vaccines and transmission that he makes, or at least a claim at odds with his own CDC. And then uh, the entire concept of patriotism coming from Joe Biden after after the election is preposterous. It's insulting I, that I'm going to be called a non-patriot for my vaccine noncompliance. Yeah. Well, and you have to wonder what's what's the basis for patriotism. The reason I would consider myself a patriot for this country, at least in its foundational sense, is because I believe it was founded on the correct value system. What is that correct value system largely based on? freedom freedoms. that's that's the big deal with freedom um it's land of the free home of the brave it is not land of the vaxxed and home of the submissive and compliant the big deal is that individuals whether we're talking about healthcare or business decisions or family decisions or anything else in general individuals are going to make better choices for their own lives than joe biden or anybody else will from a centralized position of government authority that's just in the practical sense but in the moral sense you don't have the moral authority to go around stabbing people against their will either. That's the big deal. So if we can't agree um, that freedom has both practical benefits and moral legitimacy, we have no country to be patriotic about. What do you want me to be patriotic about at that point? If we don't agree on that premise, sorry, I'm out. I'm not patriotic about that. If we don't have that. And I mentioned the CDC point. Uh, the CDC back in September acknowledged uh, vaccinated people can still become infected and have the potential to spread the virus to others. Now, this, the statement continues that it's at a, a lesser rate than unvaccinated people. But um, but that, of course, is is a point made by the CDC from September. That's before Omicron, the dreaded Omicron. That's which literally it, killing nobody. It, it's not. It's um. yeah, it's well, I think one person died in the UK or something. like that. Oh, my that. God. Who cares? It's it's over. But um. but with Omicron, we know that it's burning through largely vaccinated communities. We know there are tons and tons of breakthrough cases. So as it gets more transmissible, the idea that the vaccine is protecting against transmission, even Biden's own CDC would not back up that point. But even though Joe's signature legislation is dead, even though his poll numbers are finding new lows each and every week, um, even though he's taking significant losses in court and may take a final one soon, he believes Democrats are set to defy uh, all of history and um, the political realities of these uh, of these failures that he's had recently. And he, he tells the DNC that he is very confident that Democrats will crush the competition in the 2022 midterms. I hope you remember what got us to the White House in the first place. In 2020, we won as a unified Democratic Party, more unified than ever. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. And we need to stay unified as Democrats. We know what we're for, while Republicans don't seem to be for anything. Name me something they are for. They're against everything. Let me say this again for the president. We're going to win in 2022. Maybe he knows something we don't. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't dismiss. Maybe I shouldn't dismiss it that readily. But uh, name name something your opposition is for. I don't know. Freedom. But you dismissed that <laughs> five seconds ago. Uh, and it goes without saying to the uh, the quote there. I, I don't know what you heard. This is how I transcribe the quote. Get ready, Bal. You're going to in for a problem. Direct, <laughs> direct quote of Joe Biden. 
but uh, yeah, the idea that the government is going to solve uh, everything uh, is is taken as a, a given for him, and it's treated as a virtue. It, government cannot solve any of these things. In fact, it's a threat to solving most of these things. So you want to talk about them not supporting anything? Well, slowing and stopping the creeping advancement of government is a solution to a lot of the problems that we face, if not all of them. So we shall see. Um, but it's never it's never going to end until we start actively not complying and start actively resisting. Uh, case in point, this will go on forever until people force it to stop. Yeah, they're, they're telling us. Telling us what? That it's going to go on forever. That's what. That's why you have to stop participating. Uh, Doctor Fauci was asked on uh, asked on ABC's Sunday show this morning. Hey, uh, you think we're going to go back to no masks on planes? And Doctor Fauci said specifically, "I don't think so." Uh, I think when you're dealing with a closed space, even though the filtration is good, you want to keep that extra step. There, there's no point at which Fauci says, "All right, you know, go go ahead and go back to normal, free life." Right. We all have to make that happen. And that's where the hero of the week enters. He is uh, he's the hero we need. Maybe not the hero we deserve. I don't know. But he's he's a hero. Nonetheless, Florida man, which is both his superhero name and the news description of this of this guy. Adam Jenny of Cape Coral was kicked off a United Airlines flight this week for wearing a women's thong as a mask. I hope this was owned by one of his conquests at all. Yeah. TSA makes you do it to get through TSA. But the second I get my bin and I put my belt back on, it's off. Instead of a mask, this Cape Coral man wears a bright red thong on airplanes. This is Adam Jenny. To which I replied, it's a mask doing its job. Wearing his statement piece, a bright red thong. I think the best way to illustrate absurdity is with absurdity. This time, they weren't having it. I am banned from flying United. So, so much for the customer is always right. He got kicked off the flight, but what happened after is what really surprised him. People started following, just filing off the plane. Maybe a dozen, something like that. It happened after this guy questioned why Jenny got removed. Then he says others followed his lead. It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. Jenny is comparing himself to civil rights icons. Everything else that has sparked change in this country has started from everyday people. Rosa Parks was nobody famous. Well, that's not really true. I mean, she was a paid political agitator. So I wonder if he's just bringing that point up to be facetious. I can't tell if he's uh, how serious he's being with that point or if he's just trying to provoke either way. um, This is exactly the sort of activity that, that we need. And I'm glad to see it. Um, we we were wondering, did he have better luck on Spirit Airlines? We were not able to find. I wasn't able to find anything about this subsequent flight that he was supposed to take, I think, yesterday. Yeah. So perhaps he didn't take it or it went off without a hitch. But Florida man added, uh, quote, there's nothing more absurd than having to wear a mask until I get to cruising altitude so that I can order Tito's by the double and snack on pretzels and illustrating that absurdity by wearing women's underwear <laughs> on my face. Sounds perfect. United Airlines issued a statement. They said the customer clearly was not in compliance with the federal mask mandate. And we appreciate that our team addressed the issue on the ground prior to takeoff, avoiding any potential disruptions on the air or in the air. I assume they mean whatever. Uh, but, to, <laughs> but to Florida man's point, I don't see how this 
uh, women's thong does not fit the Department of Transportation and the CDC's guidance and or mandate on the issue. Here is what the U.S. Department of Transportation says with reference to the CDC. Mask means a material covering the nose and mouth of the wearer, excluding face shields. But it was covering his nose and mouth. It was. Yeah. So and chin. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see how that doesn't fit the definition. But the only way this ends soon is if we all become Florida man <laughs> and just start mocking it and refusing to participate. Um, I, I'm running up against the clock here, so I'll be quick. But I mentioned that, yeah, you're not supposed to take the an, another reason that we have to stop this nonsense. Now, it's never going to end. If you took the J&J vaccine, it might only be a, a little while longer before they start saying that doesn't count as vaccinated. Right. It's only a matter right. of time before they say unboosted is the same as unvaccinated. Now, the J&J vaccine may not count as vaccinated. They're not saying that yet. But on Thursday, the CDC issued a recommendation against the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, advising people not to get it where the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are available. The CDC is citing the risk of rare but potentially life-threatening blood clots. Quote, I really cannot recommend a vaccine that has been associated with a condition that may lead to death, said a committee member, Dr. Pablo Sanchez, a pediatrician at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Ohio. So you were crazy to think about potential blood clots mere weeks ago. But now the CDC says your concerns are so valid and legit that they would advise that you don't get this vaccine for that purpose where you have the choice. Um, this after they they forced you to get it anyway, or at least in certain circumstances did. The advisory panel voted unanimously to declare the mRNA vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna the preferred options for adults, ultimately concluding that the mRNA vaccines, quote, provided greater protection and fewer risks than Johnson and Johnson. And that greater protection is the key part. How long until the greater protection is what is needed to be fully vaccinated, according to the various definitions you'll see uh, imposed upon you to participate in various uh, pieces of life. The the end of the story here. Committee members noted there is um, an interesting. Where's the quote here? I don't know if I have it on screen, but here's here's the quote from the story. But committee members noted that there is increasing evidence to suggest that one dose of Johnson and Johnson's vaccine isn't sufficient. We're on the cusp where if you didn't get the correct one, that doesn't count. You have to go get the other one, too. So start saying no. That's the solution here. And the, you have to say no to these things as a matter of principle, because if you agree to these things in the broad sense, if you agree to the concepts of medical emergencies that wipe out all of your rights and erase all of our concepts of freedom, uh, they, they will simply morph the context. They'll simply use that license apply it to something else and suddenly everything else becomes a health emergency. My favorite story of the week by far as reported by NBC news quote, climate change diagnosis reflects the latest trend in healthcare. Once you grant them this power, they just repurpose it into a different context in June in British Columbia, a woman in her seventies showed up at an emergency room, dehydrated and suffering from asthma and diabetes. The woman whose name has not been made public lived in a trailer with no air conditioning as temperatures climbed past hundred degrees combined <laughs> with heavy smoke from wildfires raging in Canada and the United States emergency rooms throughout British Columbia quickly filled up. Her doctor Kyle Merritt cited climate change as the underlying cause for her condition and her admission to the hospital. That's right. She was, diagnosed with climate change 
dehydrated, suffering from asthma, diabetic woman in her 70s. Was she a smoker? I don't I don't think it says that, but smoke in the area was from climate change, according to the doctor. Because Dr. Merritt noted in the woman's medical chart that climate change was responsible for bringing her to the hospital, many inside and outside the profession perceived it as a first of its kind diagnosis. Now, tell me if these quotes in support of this doctor sound at all familiar. Dr. Linda Thire, a Vancouver emergency medicine uh, and family doctor, says, quote, I felt as healthcare professionals, as physicians, we need to carry our voice to the policymakers, saying that the climate change emergency or the climate emergency is a health emergency, says Jay Lemery, a University of Colorado School of Medicine emergency uh, uh, emergency doctor says, quote, I don't have a political agenda, he said. I'm sure you don't. I absolutely have a scientific agenda, though, and the data is there. We know that we know what is happening and we know its impacts. No political agenda. Just this, the data compels him to declare climate change an emergency and we need sweeping authority to restructure society on this basis. We're on the cusp of a hyperinflationary event that causes all of us to lose our ability to have basic goods and yeah. our basic needs met everybody in society. And people are talking about fucking climate change. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> if true, don't care. This well, is a later problem. Let's deal with now problems. Yeah. And, and it just, again, the point being you cut them this blank check to do whatever they want, whenever they declare a so-called health emergency, uh, guess what? Lots of other things that they like are going to become health emergencies so that they can do whatever they want. We're watching. I know, but how things. can you have any sympathy for people that acquiesced, especially on the vaccine thing? It was so obvious this was going to happen. Yeah, and that's that's why it's so key that um, even if you thought the concessions were worthwhile prior, we've all got to we've all got to put our line in the sand. We've got to write it down and say, "I will not be pushed past this point." Because if the there is, yeah, yeah. But even if you were pushed past that point. Uh, maybe you maybe because you wanted the vaccine, maybe because you felt it was a worthy sacrifice to make. The point is, if we don't draw our lines now, this pushing goes on forever. Yeah. And how many times become, are you going to get boosted? Yeah. So you, everybody's got to make that decision. <laughs> you, who, who's the bigger jackass? The guy wearing uh, women's underwear on a plane or the person who does whatever they're told immediately and gets boosted into infinity and beyond because they have no ability to think for themselves and don't value their own rights. We have a lot of really rational, rational people, especially in the audience and people that call in that, that give seemingly good reasons for getting the vaccine. Like we had somebody that call, called in on Wednesday that uh, his grandfather was dying and he was never going to see him again yeah. if he didn't get the vaccine. And so he got the vaccine. They're putting us in these situations where we're like, do I want to live with the guilt for the, for the rest of my life of letting my grandfather die alone or do I want to take this vaccine? It's horrific. I mean, we are going to have to draw draw a line at some point. Yeah, exactly. They, it, I understand because it, you make sacrifices in in pursuit of preserving what you have. I understand that thinking. After all, the point is, um, these people are are cultivating something that is beyond preservation. That there's there's they're cultivating something for which there is no reason to live. They're cultivating yeah. a hellscape yeah. that is. If if we don't stand up to it, what have we protected? What have we actually preserved at that point? I know. I so, know. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to see any part of this become reality, but it seems that they are intent on it and somewhat on their way. Anyway, we're um, definitely due for a break and we'll get to sure. Elizabeth Warren and Elon Musk on the other side. But before that, we got to catch up with some what a chats. weird clash of worlds. Do you trust Elon Musk? Um, Yeah, mostly. 
I, I do. He, he's got some good takes. Yeah. Who controls I, the media. But um, but then he's always doing like really crazy stuff. Like his personal life is a fucking disaster. Yeah. Total disaster. Like impregnating random leftist women. He has like seven kids by a bunch of different. Like he's he names his insane, kid right? weird uh weird characters. I don't even know what alphabet they're from. That doesn't bother me. It's just <laughs> I, I I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if he if he is them. You know. If he's controlled opposition. Nah, or he's is so he even... rich. Hmm. He's so can you really trust somebody that's that wealthy? Well, um, certainly when you achieve a high level of power and you can do anything that you want, uh, that has been shown to be a force of perversion many times over. Um, but in general, I think that he's a guy who is developing cool technologies and providing value and, and seems to get it in his public commentary. So I'm more pro mm-hmm. Elon than anti, um, but, but can you, you trust know. somebody whose house isn't in order? Well, now he has a tiny house. I bet it's very clean. He has a tiny in house? the literal sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, he moved into a tiny house. He's living in one of those now. Are you pro or anti tiny house? I mean, I like I like small things. I think they're adorable hmm. and I like small living, but not for any of the economic factors. Like, right. I just think it's cute. You know, we'll get into Elon in a moment. Let's uh Jeffrey O'Neill, it seems the Omicron fear porn just isn't as popular as the OG COVID or even Delta. The COVIDians are desperate. Living with COVID is a right wing talking point. Stay in your pot, eat bugs, be happy. Everything that was a conspiracy theory or a right wing talking point is coming true. Remember this, even this climate change stuff. It was silly to think they'll apply this reasoning to climate. Here they are diagnosing people with climate change mere months later. Miris Micmac. Merchant guilds and banking cartels of East Mediterranean origins are coping and seething pretty hard tonight. Based hillbilly and country road enthusiast Joe Manchin saved the day, it seems. Build Back Better failed, just like Santa Inc. No one knows what you're talking about. You need to be more specific next <laughs> It was time. awfully specific, I suppose. I have not oh, watched overt. Santa Inc. yet. It's, I don't know if it's on my holiday playlist. I, can, I think my head... I think my head will explode. I don't think I can do it. First jingle all the way, then Santa Inc. for me. Oh, man. Okay, Long Don John. Uh, everybody pretty, pretty please don't vote for Full Metal Jacket in the movie poll. It's also on my movie list as a masterpiece, and I have nothing comparable to replace it with. Merry Christmas to you both. Mm. I don't think it's in the lead. Hey, can well, we I, vote? Uh, my wife votes, full disclosure. I don't vote, but my wife does vote. So Should I guess... I stop voting? vote for your husband that's we'll call it even if i really see if i really don't want to see a movie that's on the list i'll vote hmm. we will get that's to the movie selection during the movie review at the end of the show bill biz politicians learn once again not a not a good idea to start a twitter battle with musk matt and blonde greetings from bainbridge island have a very merry christmas thank you for the generous donation and i know that bainbridge island is infested with leftist lunacy but it has to be one of the most quaint and beautiful places in this country gotta be thanks for the support and i am not uh, merry christmas rocky mountain monk i was recently at a child sexual abuse prevention class in yesterday's video i was stunned to see how the behavior of teachers running gsa programs is the same as pedophile predators they should be prosecuted as such we have some pedo talk incoming we do Uh, yeah and that that reporting was uh I mean, just if, if people didn't see it, the yesterday I posted a video about allegations in California of of teachers running gay straight alliance clubs and coaching 
at least one kid they talk about how they pick out kids to recruit into the club and then one parent is out alleging that they actually coached her daughter into transgenderism straight up and oh and they God. not only are they doing this they did a whole conference at the california teachers association or they did a whole presentation at their conference a statewide conference about how to do this how to run gay straight alliance in conservative communities and keep it undercover from parents who don't like it well, they're willing this non-existent tranny thing into existence using media and television and schools. Full disclosure, I have been watching the new Sex in the City because everybody has been talking about how vile and what filth it is. Hmm. And the last episode, I counted no fewer than 15 trannies what? in an episode. Are they just background or are they trannies. characters? Some of them are characters. Some of them are background. Some of them are extras. Huh. They want us to think that this is a more that it's much more probable that this is a natural, naturally occurring thing than it actually is. Hundred percent trend. No, you and I had no trannies in our high schools. I will remind everyone. Yeah, I went to a progressive liberal arts college in Portland, Oregon. Should have been tranny central. No trannies, and it was overrepresented with lesbians. A hundred percent, lots of them, and the butchiest. Oh yeah, (laughs) they they were playing. I had never seen a transgender person until later in my life. And yeah, I should if have, you were like a is, standard dyke or like a standard fag, wouldn't this infuriate you? I, everything's it's got to keep progressing. That's the nature of to what? What's next, though? Yeah, How much further well, can this possibly go? the CNN guys tastes or what? What's next? We'll get to that. <sighs> Hold yeah. on, Mulray. Hi, truth seekers. What if an enemy peacefully convince us to neglect our only weapon? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Isn't that the definition of subversion. I mean, that's, that's hmm. what people want us to do to lose our Christian roots. Robin, I saw Banks, a great, a great quote. Um, I don't know who said it, but it was something to the effect of, <laughs> uh, men must accept God or they will be ru- ruled by tyrants. It was something to that effect. And I, I don't know if I agree or disagree, uh, completely, but it's something to think about that. Um, if you lack that faith and that moral framework, you are more susceptible to the sort of tyrannical overtaking that we're watching in full effect right now. Yes. I mean, God, God is our armor. What, what else do we yeah. have? Um, that is kind of reassuring that may, we may be stripped of all of our other ability to cope. And so we'll necessarily return to a Christian society. That makes Maybe. me feel better. I mean, I, I've <laughs> never been more curious in my life, if only because I can see that submitting to human beings in the way these people do and the way they worship Dr. Fauci or Joe Biden or any of them submitting to human beings is not the way worshiping human beings is not the way it um, sure is taking you a while. You're baptized. They will welcome you back to the church. I know. I know. I, I, I like to take my own path. And of course I always appreciate everybody's um, thoughts and insight, but it's very important to me to find that uh, to find, to discover that myself and at my own pace, you know, um, and I like just things. Just go one Sunday. Just go to church. Yeah. I, I like things to. Uh, there's a lot of my life is like the forces of the world pushing me in a certain direction. And I can kind of feel it. And um, I feel the general trajectory on this. It's just. I haven't I haven't been fully pushed yet, but it's time. I, yeah. It's time. I mean, again, these people are pushing me very, very <laughs> quickly and they're right about there. It's like, all right, you diagnose people with climate change. I don't know what the answers to the world are, but they're they're more likely in the church than this weird medical tyranny state. Okay. So I'm going over there. Okay. Whatever gets you there. Um, Robin D. Banks. Uh, We're taking bets on who has more diddlers. 
Uh, CNN or CIA. It's a coin toss for me personally, although so far the CIA is about six ahead right now. Strange that we find out all that, but only two from CNN, only two that we know about from CNN. And it's a wonder that we found out about this at all. Hmm. Uh, I'm going with the CIA on that. Just the sheer volume of the organization and their capacity for secrecy. Um, Let's just do one more right now. Uh, Marshall Francis says hey blonde i'd recommend checking out john doyle's new video on why beauty and the beast is inherently right wing i think you will find the video quite entertaining i wonder she is like really into reading though Hmm. which is never good for a woman i apologize to our d live audience i can't get the treasure chest to open and of course i never it's like trovo i never fully understand the system so i'm going to leave that be but thank you guys for hanging out on d live i appreciate it let me get just a couple over on um on Tippy Stream, before we hop back into the news, Jonathan says, Merry Christmas, uh, my wonderful sister Joanna, who was forcibly converted to into a fan two years ago on a trip to Yellowstone. Uh, she and I are Canadian Corona. They're avoiding Canadian Coronatarianism uh, uh, in the national parks uh, in the U.S. Rockies. Arches and Bryce Canyon are great. I didn't get to go to either when we drove through Utah, but I did get to go to Zion and it was awesome. Um, So have a good trip. And of course, thank you for the forcible conversion of your sister. That is much appreciated. What was her Uh, name? uh, Let's see. I don't think. Oh, Joanna, Joanna or Joanna. Probably Joanna. I like that. It's a nice name. Uh, Yukon Don says, thank you. Merry Christmas. All the best to you and yours. Uh, in the new year. Merry Christmas to the chat as well. Well, that is very kind and generous of you, Yukon Don, as always. We um, love you. You're very special. Huge, huge thanks to you for uh, keeping us on the air, keeping us independent and um, and keeping our families and the family that is this show going. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, Imperial Teddy says, Merry Christmas, you filthy Nazis. May you and yours be merry and bright. And may all your Christmases be based and red pilled. <laughs> uh, one would hope so. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you as well. I am all the not going to be you. niggardly. Merry Christmas. Phil says, Libs complaining about the uh, BBB being knocked down. Have to see the big picture. The multicultural progressive utopia is right around the corner. They just need to be patient and wait for a few more years until enough um, well, the legacy Americans have died and the rest have been pacified. I always got to be careful <laughs> with Phil. Let me, let me go. Let me read ahead here. All right. If, if we are expecting a virtue signaling career woman to save us from vax mandates, we are going to have to, we're going to have a bad time. Kavanaugh didn't learn from his uh, his ordeal either. Both are swamp creatures. Well, this will be a major test. And I I, I like to think that they're going to make the right decision. But um, would I bet on it? Hmm. I don't know if I would do that confidently. Phil says it's rich for Biden to appeal to patriotism after the last 70 years. The Democrats and their partners in the GOP have spent the last decade gutting this country and burning off social capital. We owe these people nothing but disdain and mockery. Well, that's a great transition. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end here and we will um, circle back to your chats later in the show, of course. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Because disdain and mockery, in addition to non-compliance, disdain and mock- mockery for politicians and the ruling class wonderful tool and it's not that elon musk isn't necessarily a a part of that elite class he certainly is in terms of his wealth but i just mean the willingness we talk about the vice that is worshiping politicians and believing one that they have our best interest at heart they don't but two that they're capable of solving all our problems even if they did they can't 
And so to the extent they try to take control of our lives, the answer, I mean, it's one thing to just ignore them. The proper answer, if we're not going um, to <laughs> to uh, more revolutionary methods, let's put it that way. The proper answer is just mockery, public mockery. And this was a wonderful display of that by by Elon Musk. He didn't even start the fight, though. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, uh, Elon Musk being the SpaceX and Tesla CEO, he won uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. And that was announced early in the week. And, and since he's a, a private person who has done well for himself, developing new technologies and value for the world, he is enemy number one for progressive Democrats who want you pathetic and subservient and um, and the property of the state. So they have to fight against that. Elizabeth Warren is a champion for such causes. And so she emerged from her teepee after her uh, long vision quest away from public. Vi- Where the hell has she been? I haven't heard I from know. her. I thought she died. Maybe drinking <laughs> one beer every day on Instagram uh, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that moment. What a great! I'm gonna get me a beer. A so beer. relatable, Elizabeth Warren. So Warren tweets out this article about Elon Musk and his uh, award as Time Magazine Person of the Year and says, let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else, to which Elon Musk personally replied. Uh, I don't have the tweets in front of me, but Elon Musk says, if you opened your eyes for two seconds, you would realize I pay more in taxes than any American in history, or I will pay more tax, more in taxes than any American in history uh, this year. Don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you already did. Love that <laughs> uh, you remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Please don't call the manager on me. Senator Karen, which as I mentioned, Great. More of this. This is not a party thing to me. I don't care if you do this. Do this to Republicans. Do this to Democrats. Do this to independents. All of these people in D.C. who want control over your life, mock them all. I applaud this spirit. Um, So this prompts Joy Reid to rip Elon Musk in response and host Elizabeth Warren to respond to Elon Musk Uh, amid the allegations of freeloading. Joy Reid also says that Elon Musk misappropriated black vernacular because Karen is apparently a uh, some sort of um, black colloquial term. What? Well, Elon wasn't happy, so he did what he always did and stomped his little feet and insulted Senator Warren, calling her an angry mom and referring to her as Senator Karen. So for so many reasons, being a freeloader and a selfish and disrespectful one and for misappropriating black vernacular for misogynistic purposes, Elon Musk is the absolute worst. Meanwhile, Senator Warren has better things to do than fight with Junior Birdman on Twitter. I want to just give you an opportunity to respond to Elon Musk attacking you on social media. (laughs) The world's richest freeloader evidently has a very thin skin. But you know the part that really makes me angry about this? It's on behalf of every public school teacher, every waitress, every computer programmer, every street cleaner who actually paid taxes. And that means they paid more than Elon Musk did in federal income taxes. And that's just not right. Okay, so Elon Musk is appropriating minority culture by saying Karen. I don't even understand. She explained it a little bit, but I still am like, what? My understanding is she says that that black people developed the 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 name Karen or the insult Karen, meaning. But it's entitled, a pejorative term for white women. It's like Becky, yeah, right? 
yeah, generally, Karens, I, I guess it's, it would refer to white women, entitled white women who are, you know, try to boss people around. But uh, she's saying that I guess black people invented it. So it's black vernacular. You can't say it if you're white. You can't use the insult, Karen. But of course, no mention of the appropriation of Elizabeth Warren, who claims and still does to have Native American heritage. We're not going to talk about that. And if we're going to get technical, I mean, Joy Reid absolutely stylized her hair in uh, a white way. <laughs> that is a <laughs> yeah, misappropriation. It looks pretty smooth. Mm. Uh, that looks artificially straightened. If it's not a weave or whatever else. So I don't understand uh, how Elon Musk is uniquely guilty of uh, cultural appropriation. Here. Right. But I love the premise of the interview. Senator Warren has better things to do than fight with Elon Musk, which is why she picked a fight with Elon Musk and why she's <laughs> here to talk about that fight with Elon Musk. And this concept of the world's richest freeloader. I, I personally would love to know how you freeload your way to billions of dollars. I kind of want to sign up. Please tell me. Yeah. If it's just that easy. Now, Contrary to Elizabeth Warren's belief, it, the easiest way is not actually developing electric car technology or space travel technology. The easiest way is becoming a politician, which is the number one freeloading <laughs> job in the entire world. Yeah. She has nothing to say about her own freeloading in that regard. Um, she's a multimillionaire. It, oh, she's got to be. Yeah, yeah. she's got to be. And, and I don't understand how it's not free. It's freeloading to believe that you should be entitled to what you earn and not be coerced by the government to have it forcibly extracted it's not freeloading to believe that you're entitled to steal property from other people because you feel like it that's not freeloading and this is for every waitress and teacher and and other laborer how have those people been wronged by elon musk and if the premise is well they paid taxes and elon didn't um that's not a number obviously you might be able to infer that's not true Elon Musk has paid plenty in taxes, but even if he hadn't, the, the allegation here is not that he broke the law. You're the lady in Congress who writes the tax code. Either say that he broke the law to wrong these people or shelve the allegation because he's just doing what the law prescribes at that point. But it's not true regardless. This report from Forbes, uh, according to a Forbes analysis, Elon Musk likely owes the federal government at least $8.3 billion for 2021, a multi-billion dollar tax bill. That's what we're talking about here. As in the value of just what he pays to the federal government or is expected to pay for to the federal government in taxes alone likely exceeds all of the value supposedly generated by Elizabeth Warren in her entire lifetime times, probably hundreds or thousands, but he's the freeloader. Uh, the, the, this Forbes analysis is it's speculation, of course, at least that idea that he's going to owe multi-billion, have a multi-billion dollar tax bill this year. That's speculation. But um, they're basing that speculation on um, their analysis that he that he sold uh, $13 billion worth of stock uh, through December 13th. So that's how they're arriving at that number. And as far as this claim that Elon Musk never, um, never paid taxes, it would appear that Elizabeth Warren is referring to one year, that being 2018. Musk has paid a total of at least $455 million, oh. half a billion dollars in federal income taxes between 2014 and 2018. My he God. paid no federal income taxes in 2018. He also didn't sell any shares of Tesla that year. He doesn't take a salary from Tesla. So a lot so of So he his, didn't have to pay any taxes, right? Right. According to the law, he didn't have taxable income. For that year, he's not taking a salary. He didn't sell stock. What do you want? 
If you want other aspects, well, what Elizabeth Warren wants is a wealth tax. Just if you're worth this much on paper, we get to tax you. That's that's what you'll get to. Even Just if you don't have the worth. liquid assets to to pay that sort of thing. Um, Twelve million dollars. Is what? Elizabeth Warren's net worth. Wow. She freeloaded her way to $12 million of uh, net worth, huh? Yeah. That, of course, Joy Reid and Elizabeth Warren are going to say she has better things to do than worry about Elon Musk, which is why she appears on MSNBC to talk about Elon Musk, why she picks the fight with Elon Musk, and why she's He's now running... He's the one that has better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> she's now running at least six Facebook ads against Elon Musk. So she, <laughs> she sent out at least six different ones, um, all of which... Uh, accuse Elon Musk again of being a freeloader and uh, earning money through the pandemic, which I guess is implicating somehow. Um, and and she asks people to, uh, ironically, he's he's a freeloading billionaire, but please chip in $10 to help Warren Democrats pass a wealth tax. <laughs> this guy's the freeloader, but, you know, <laughs> come on, give me your lunch money. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So not at all freeloading there, but in response to the ads, Musk says, um, this is such a deeply messed up lie to the American people. She is she's the one freeloading off taxpayers while I'm paying the largest amount of tax of any individual in history. Is Senator Warren really someone we want as a U.S. senator? He says the great state of Massachusetts deserves someone better. Well, I don't know much about Massachusetts. You know, if they deserve better, stop voting for this lady. That would be step yeah. number one. And as I mentioned, uh, for all of this battle, it appears Warren's only reward so far is that she got Rona. She got a breakthrough case of coronavirus. She tweeted this afternoon, I regularly test for Corona uh, for COVID. And while I tested negative earlier this week today, I tested positive with a breakthrough case. Thankfully, I am only experiencing mild symptoms and I'm grateful for the protection provided against serious illness that comes from being vaccinated and boosted. So to recap, vaccinated, boosted, still symptomatic. Uh, congratulations on your virtue signal and enjoy your time off. I'm sure you still get paid, though. Yeah, you know she does. Freeloading bitch. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's all. I I don't have anything else to say on that, uh, unless you wanted to add more about Musk and Elizabeth Warren. I don't know. I mean, the left is so obsessed with this concept of technological innovation and ingenuity. Uh, And Elon Musk is a technocrat. And so I don't really understand why they would be at odds here i mean you don't want to tax these people out of existence you want to bolster them so they can continue to take over average americans lives and reduce their privacy so can't you guys uh play nice yeah it seems like maybe they would have some common ground but i suppose not um Mm. (laughs) i don't know whether you whether you buy elon musk as authentic or you think he's some sort of uh plant or some sort of uh controlled opposition or something I, i don't know based on what i see i I, uh, I like what the guy's doing and um, uh, who knows, maybe, maybe, maybe he's the guy who can finally get some sense into DC and say, let's, let's stop doing all this stuff. Why don't we, why don't we shut all this down? That'd wow. Be you great. are beaming with unrealistic hopes and dreams yeah, no, today. It's, Just, it's holiday cheer, but there was I, speculation. What is happening? Are you drunk on eggnog? What's there was speculation. Elon Musk for fed chair. That would be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe it'll happen. Hmm. Well, tell me um, about the, the 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 latest, the latest and newest pedo scandal over at CNN. 
Oh, people are not going to like what I have to say about this, but Project Veritas released the name of the latest CNN producer to be embroiled in a pedophilia scandal, which is Rick Salibi. I've never heard this name before now, so I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he is the producer on The Lead with Jake Tapper. Um, A woman came to Project Veritas with this audio and text message of this CNN producer discussing the sexual things he wanted to do with his fiance's underage daughter. Full disclosure, the woman that went to Project Veritas is a prostitute. Uh, is she is that an allegation against her or she admits that or acknowledges? Oh, that? no. She's like, yeah, I'm my mother. Yeah. Uh, a legal escort or oh, an escort. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so it seems that this guy was talking to her about the sexual fantasies that he had about his 14 year old soon to be stepdaughter. Right. So just, just help me understand the exact relationship here. This, the producer is talking to a prostitute. Yeah. And he tells the prostitute about sexual fantasies. He he thinks his fiance is his soon to be wife's daughter, not his daughter, but his wife's daughter soon to be is attractive. Why is he talking to this prostitute? Because he's fleshing out these sexual fantasies that he has about this 14 year old. Girl. Did they have a relationship, like some kind of sexual relationship or something? He, he and the, the prostitute? prostitute. Yeah, Pre- presumably. That's why they know each other. Or I, I guess yeah, I'm I think unclear. he found her on back page, back door. <laughs> okay. Whatever. This is, again, um, just some real Jerry Springer shit. I want to make sure I, know, I understand I know. everything. Um. Okay, so so he's just he's just fleshing out these sexual fantasies. He does send her some pictures, but from what I could tell, it was like a um, social media type pictures um and project veritas reported what they had to authorities and contacted the mother of the girl to make sure that her daughter was safe before they released a video about it and the mother has praised the outlet for saving her family she said i want the public and any predators to know without a shadow of doubt that i will go to the absolute ends of the earth to protect my babies and i'm tremendously grateful that you guys have saved us all from him um if the single mom had good judgment, she wouldn't have put her daughter in the way of. Uh, Wait, what, so does what, that what mean? Is, it's, it's not. It's a heba file. I never remember. I don't yeah, want to Google yeah. that. The technic- she's 14. So technically it's she's not 14. He's, he's not a pedophile. Um, yeah. And from what I can tell. OK, this is disgusting, abhorrent behavior. This guy's a fucking sicko. But I don't think this is a crime. On the only thing I can see here. Well, let me go back. Um, what did it say here? Something about solicitation. This guy allegedly solicited sexually explicit photos of the source's underage daughter. If that's so, true. I think that's true. And and the I, they blurred out the picture in the Project Veritas video, but it was a, it was a picture of her in a bathing suit. And then he was talking really explicitly about like how her bathing suit showed. Uh, yeah. Wearing very closely cut bottoms at the pool before graphically describing how he could see the outline of her genitals. So yes. And then he started talking about how um, it didn't sound like a sexual fantasy per se to this woman. It sounded really instructive and like something that he was going to, or may plan on doing. So I don't know what the law is surrounding the, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, to be blunt, it's like appreciation versus activity. It sounded pretty directive. Like, I'm sure if he that this factored in his decision to choose this woman. And so but the mom is now saying, hey, thank you, Project Veritas, for for breaking this story. I assume the marriage is off then. I don't understand the relationship of of all these people. Yeah. But I mean, the first line of defense here, I'm not saying this guy doesn't deserve whatever crimes we can throw at him for this. Fine. Great. He needs to be, you know, we should we should crucify him. But the first line of defense for any girl 
should be her mom. Like, why is her mom dating a guy like this? Is she totally blind, totally blind to all of these character defects of his? Seriously? Maybe he had some kind of uh, prostitute confidant the whole time, too. I mean, I mean, is that does that imply there was infidelity between that? I just have so many questions about the relationships of all the people. And that's that's what makes me obviously to the extent that these claims are true. This guy is a scumbag and should be fired just like the last guy was, if not criminally prosecuted, where he broke the law. But the circumstances here are so sketchy and the nature of the allegation is so is so serious that I, I, I just want to take the allegations with a little bit of skepticism because it's coming from this bizarre family situation that, that I, I, I got to look through all of Veritas's evidence uh, thoroughly. I have not, I, have I they mean, disclosed the communication tell, and, and all, all the pieces yeah, of evidence? Yeah, there were audio recordings and such. Um, okay, so, all right. So, but so it, that would be, it seems like he chose this woman potentially to groom her daughter in the same way that that previous CNN producer also did. Oh, this, this is the Joseph Rosenbaum special. Like you date a single mom with the intent. Exactly. Of going that's after that's the what was going on. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I'm not uh, saying yeah. that this guy's not a huge piece of shit. It's just like, what are these single moms that are dating the Rosenbaums and the Salabies of the world and throwing their daughters into, into harm's way? It's like, were there no red flags? Isn't it a red flag by virtue of him dating you? <laughs> yeah if if man willing to date single mom red flag stop well, i don't right know there. what these women are yeah. thinking are they not thinking that their their women are going to be objectified by these men that have no relation to them yeah you wonder uh, i would you would like to see the full extent of the relationship in the full history and, and you wonder is this really are you really shocked by this revelation there was no indication of any kind of sexual deviancy prior i wonder yeah. if she knew about this alleged prostitute prior I don't know. Hmm. Well, we will uh, follow the story and updates uh, if any updates become available. I, I'll be real quick here. I just wanted to mention uh, an interesting piece of news out of San Francisco because we keep wondering how bad things uh, in places like San Francisco or Los Angeles or just the country broadly, but specifically those those places. How bad will it get before people realize that maybe capitulating to criminals is not the way to build a prosperous society. We've seen the smash and grabs, of course. We've seen news personnel assaulted, and in one case, even one of their security guys was murdered, as we talked about a few weeks ago. We're seeing a steady stream uh, of both citizens and businesses leaving <laughs> the state and leaving those cities specifically. This video was shocking. Just, well, finally, I, that I day has it. arrived. San Francisco <laughs> Mayor London Breed. Suddenly, she's seen enough. She's calling out the bullshit of progressive leniency on criminals. This is what she said at a press conference at City Hall on Tuesday. And it's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement, more aggressive with the changes in our policies, and less tolerant of all the bullshit that has destroyed our city. <laughs> when you are in a room full of people, I would say probably anywhere between 90 and 95 percent of folks could raise their hand and say that either their car has been breaking into, broken into, or they've been a victim in some capacity or another. That is not okay. Wow, that's shocking. I mean, this is not what she was standing for a year ago. Yeah. yeah. But I uh, guess I, I should be happy that she's walking this back. 
apparently reversing her policy from February to defund $120 million from the police. Uh, This, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, Mayor London Breed wants to significantly boost the police presence in the Tenderloin over the next few months as part of a public safety blitz, which includes a crackdown on those who are selling drugs and those who are using them. In the long-troubled neighborhood on Tuesday, Breed called for increased funding for police overtime to help pay for the move, which includes tackling the resale of stolen goods. She told residents last week that she believes policing is, quote, an important tool to address some of the neighborhood's woes, which include widespread drug dealing, a surge in fatal overdoses, and a spike in gun violence. So I guess I appreciate the calling out of the bullshit that has led to this decay, I would like a little bit of acknowledgement of participating in the bullshit that led to this decay. The defunding is one thing, but you know, to the extent that the entire law law enforcement system in San Francisco has been flawed, not just by resource considerations or constraints, but by a philosophy. The reason that a lot of these people aren't prosecuted or just let right, right back under the streets is not because they don't have the ability to prosecute or punish these people financially. It's because they choose not to, because they believe in a, uh, a philosophy that says if you just are nice enough to these people, maybe they'll leave you alone and they'll reform their ways. And as San Franciscans wait for the people who created the problem to now solve the problem, since they're supposedly mad enough about it, they have developed their own modern solutions for these modern problems. Drivers in San Francisco are reportedly uh, reportedly leaving their car trunks open in an effort to fend off potential auto burglaries. <laughs> So if you don't lock your doors, it's not breaking and entering. It's just entering. Leave the doors wide open. The criminals can evaluate. Yikes. And um, that way they don't break your windows or break any other part of your car. That is thinking. That is how we solve these problems. Says the uh, SFPD Deputy Chief uh, Garrett Tom, quote, we're in different times. That's unbelievable. Tom says it's an invitation for even more theft, though, or perhaps unwanted visitors. They could steal your batteries. Your tires, he said, they could get into your glove compartment and find out where you live. But anything to save the windows at this point. I <laughs> I don't know how many trips to the uh, glass repair shop you have to make if you're parking regularly street Yikes. side in San Francisco. Yep. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's one way to deal with things. Yeah. I, I, maybe the uh, maybe the statistics will now drop. It's like how they. One of the counters to Walgreens moving out of the city, the San Francisco Chronicle insists, well, there were only 18 reported thefts that happened at that Walgreens or these Walgreens locations last year. Yeah, but at, I mean, at what point do you keep reporting crime if nothing changes and these pe- the same people are stealing all the deodorant stock that you have and reselling it down the street for half price and making all the money that's su- supposed to be yours? At what point do you just stop calling the cops? It's In, the, yeah. in this case, too, it's like, well... They're not well, going to do anything about it. If they keep breaking my windows, maybe I'll, I, I guess I'd rather have them snoop in my car than, uh, you know, give me a, a bill to pay to repair my car. And of course, they don't have a right to your property, obviously, but living in San Francisco, the idea that you could defend your property with anything, that, that's that's not a consideration if you no, want to yeah. live on the supposed <clears throat> right side of the law in that city. You just you have to make it easy for these people to violate you. So that and hope that they'll be nice when they do that. That's the most realistic philosophy in that city at this point. It's just amazing to watch. Is it? This is the obvious course of action. I remember calling the police in Seattle because some people were um, shooting up heroin in the dog park. Mm-hmm. And the police literally were like, what do you want us to do about this? Yeah. 
I was like, I don't know, man, like come out here, break this, <laughs> this drug party up. It's the middle of the day. This yeah. is a public property. <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of that's true in, in San Francisco. To what extent are there not enough officers to respond? And to what extent are they discouraged or prohibited from responding in all sorts of criminal circumstances anyway? I know. I know. Yeah. We're going to have to circle back to this this um, CNN story, OK, because the, the live chat was telling me that I was wrong about their relationship. I watched this Project Veritas video. I don't know what's going on. So I'm reading this article about it. <clears throat> and this chick, it says that she's a human trafficking consultant and a case manager, but also was involved in a relationship with the CNN producer for over a decade. And then. OK, so she so he was inquiring about pictures of this stepdaughter. But what she said about it um what what he said about it to her, it sounds like it's her stepdaughter now. Okay, so the the Jerry Springer situation is totally incorrect. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know. I was totally convinced that it was it's his fiance's daughter, but I, I wonder if this prostitute is the one that was his fiance, and then it's her stepdaughter. Oh, the the way this is worded is incredibly okay. confusing. It says, and he's talking about who his second daughter who's 14 years old, even about my daughter. That's what it says verbatim. Okay. Well, whatever that source is, will you send it to me? We'll make sure to link that. It's it's really bizarre. Let me know in yeah. the live chat. I, I hope I didn't mess that up, but I was totally convinced that this woman was not his fiance. This was a third party. Let me know if I'm wrong. There, there's okay. two daughters. If anyone can find us a definitive answer on that, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to know before the end of the stream because... Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure to get that cleaned up. And of course, if uh, we'll get that source linked uh, in the description. And in the comments as well. Huh. Okay. And apologies for any fake news that was uttered. We'll see if we can clean it up. But in the meantime, it's time for uh, Hoax Hate. Already. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. Well, you've heard of the ghost of Christmas past this week. ESPN is reviving the ghost of hoax hate past. ESPN has a new special about NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. Recall Wallace claimed in June 2020 that someone had hanged a noose. Hanged? Oh, hung. Hung a noose. I think it is hanged. I don't know. The the grammatical suggestion here in the notes says I should use hung. So we'll go with hung a noose in his garage at the Talladega Super Speedway. The new special is called Fistful of Steel and profiles much of Wallace's career, but ESPN's promotion of it focuses heavily on maintaining the untrue noose claim from yesteryear. The most incredible, non-competitive moment in sports I'd ever seen. That moment, I could feel the weight of that moment, and, and I think we all did as we were walking. Get out of the car, I look back, and I was like, holy sh! it's a whole garage. The entire NASCAR family rallied behind my son. I Why? knew at that moment they loved him for the person that he is, not because of skin color or anything like that. What did it mean when all those people who were so silent on that chat two weeks earlier? Oh, I still don't forget, but this, this moment was still important. I don't forget the ones that were silent. 
Okay. Uh, first of all, the mom says, oh, they love him for the person that he is, not the color of his skin. No, no. The color of his skin was the entire reason for this entire situation. Yeah. Why the, would anybody care if he were white? They, they, wouldn't. they wouldn't have. They would care about him <laughs> only to the extent that he's a successful driver, which as far as I understand, I'm no NASCAR expert, but really mixed record on that front. Oh, they, they looked. They did not look past race. Race was the driving factor of this entire uh, scenario. And ESPN's promotion makes no mention that the news claim was debunked, of course. Reminder, an FBI investigation, as well as plenty of Internet sleuthing, confirmed the rope was a garage door pole present at the garage months before Bubba or his team were ever assigned to the garage at the Talladega Super Speedway. Indeed, Bubba himself acknowledged this investigation finding at the time. He said, quote, first off, I want to say how relieved I am that the investigation revealed that this wasn't what we feared it was. I think we'll gladly take a little embarrassment over what the alternatives could have been. Um, we can all be encouraged by the ratio, at least uh, 2.8 K likes, nearly 16,000 replies on Twitter. And I appreciated the best meme in the replies, which was this. Um, well, what's going on with my screen here? Hold on. It's turning crazy colors, but e- ESPNN, <laughs> the ESPNN, ESPNN mashup. Hey, all right. Fix this shit. Anyway, hey, but I, the stream quality is excellent, and that's all that really matters. I hope so. Our ESPNN mashup was stop. Holy cow, my computer's doing crazy things. Let me see if I can get this under control. Um, in the meantime, I want to ask, what does he mean by that silent part? I won't forget, or I won't, um, I won't ever uh, forget those who were silent on this issue. It's like, well, first of all, silence but, was the correct answer, right? Because it, the facts turned out to be not what you had. Suggested and then subsequently, he talks about how he was wrong. So what, who cares if you were silent about it? Yeah. Uh, so I don't understand. That's like a weird threat. I won't forget you if you were silent. Well, silent was correct. And also, wh- or else what? What? Right. W- they were silent. So what are you going to do? I beat them in a NASCAR race, I guess. <laughs> but um, but anyway, um, I forgot. I also have surprise cringe. So we're running out of time. I might as well get right into that. Are you ready? Maybe you saw this one this week. I don't know. But get ready for your face <laughs> to be melted. Now, if you'll indulge me, because it's been kind of promoted as if it might be a grand finale of a musical sort, I guess I'd like to play us out with a little song. Why, there's a guitar right here. How about that? No, 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 no singing. Somewhere past the pandemic, when we're free, there's a life I remember. Full of activity. Just one more verse. Just one more verse, I swear. Somewhere past the pandemic, masks will come off. No more need for a nose swab every time we call. Plus a finale. Just a finale. Let's Why are you doing this to me? Now. <laughs> Who is Thank this? You, this is a town hall? <laughs> Produced by the U.S. <laughs> Department of Health and Human Services. I was going to ask you, do you know who that is? But uh, I, I did not know. That is also a mystery. So that is outgoing NIH director Francis Collins, who announced his retirement back in October. The NIH is the umbrella organization over Fauci's NIAID. 
I would have preferred a more honest song about funding freak experiments on bats and humanized mice in Wuhan, but this is what we get. Um, this was here his farewell song about a day where we are all past Corona finally. And it was so bad. People actually thought it was a deep fake. There was a fact check by local ABC WFAA confirms. This is not fake. Don't believe the Twitter claims that this was a deep fake. It is on the HHS YouTube channel, though it is now unlisted. And Collins has done this before. He did a cover of Puff the Magic Dragon on the NIH YouTube channel previously. But to the actual point, if we surrender our rights to these people who uh, not only are delusional enough to think that their music is of such a quality that anyone wants to listen to it, but that it belongs in an official uh, government uh, communication platform in this way. Uh, Whose fault is that really? Uh, The the idea that 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 guy is part of an apparatus that is so wise, they can run our lives better than we can. That's on us. If we submit to that. (laughs) Oh my God, that, that might be the worst one that I've seen. No kids involved at least. Uh, Yeah. I mean, all things considered, you'll take bad music over some of the stuff we've seen. But, um, but man, that, that was a rough one. When I, I, saw, I got that in my email inbox earlier this week and, and I had the same reaction. No, 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 no. Please put that guitar down. No, what are you doing? No, no, no. This can't be real. There he goes. Okay. Well, thankfully it's over. I really did edit that down. You, you can go look. How much link. longer was it? Oh, it's, it's a solid. I bet the full song is at least three minutes. It goes on. There's many verses, multiple choruses. It goes on and on and on. And he he played the whole thing. All right. It is time for. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I wanted to update the story because live chat oh, yeah, yeah. psyched me out, even though I was right. According to the Gateway Pundit, the whistleblower Janine Benini, the, the prostitute, is a friend of Salibi's fiance, who Salibi was attempting to entice in order to gain access to her daughter. And then she provided text exchanges and audio recordings as proof of his criminal perversion and even said that he offered money in exchange for explicit photos of that underage girl. Oh, That's so the, Gateway Pundit your says. characterization was correct. My character, or at least according to the Gateway Pundit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If anyone has any definitive information, otherwise, we'll happily correct the. People record, also so. said that she also had an underage daughter, so it's possible that he was doing this to multiple women. But yeah, it could be. Okay. Well, thanks for the uh, update, and I appreciate you guys looking into it so that we get the specifics of this Jerry Springer nonsense ironed out and get it right. But mm. now it is time to talk movie, and I look forward to this one. Yeah. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 2005 drama action dystopian thriller V for Vendetta in which a tyrannical future British government oppresses its people until one masked rebel exposes the corruption and inspires the citizens to end it by destroying Parliament with a fireworks show from movie picker Full Semi 1776, a nearly perfect image of what the elite establishment are trying to do with their COVID medical tyranny throughout the world. As always, your review and your rating. Sure. I always like to start with uh, the bad because I'm a um, chronically negative person. Um, But if you can overlook the anti-Christian themes, the anti-Western themes, there is a lot here. I've seen this movie many times um, and I I did rewatch it for the segment. I think it I think it really held up Um, the bad, the, the pedophile priest, the Christian authoritarianism, the nauseating anti LGBT propaganda. Anyway, if you can look beyond this. 
um, and apply the film to our current predicament, it really is quite prophetic. It really is. Uh, the government creating a fearful populace using a virus and then using their fear to attain complete control. And the populace is so willing, unable to see beyond their fear. They're perfectly compliant to the winds, whims of this authoritarian regime. It really, really did sit perfectly with, with the, the, with the state of affairs. Um, and then I love this theme that life is more than life itself, that there are ideas and beliefs that persevere, um, beyond our existence. Uh, that, that the fear of death kind of chains us into our baser instincts. Um, and that if we can shed that, there's, there's more to us than our, than our flesh and our bones. And that's why V is such a great character. Um, Natalie Portman's accent, horrible, distracting <laughs> the entire film. It's like, just, hmm. just hire a British person, you know, like a, a real British person. Um, and then outside of the stuff that I, that I talked about, um, I can overlook the the anti-Western stuff because the government also destroyed Western art. They talk a lot about, you know, early copies of the Quran and things like that and America's war and blah, 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 blah. But in V's home, uh, there's repeatedly this scene where he has a Vermeer painting right behind him. So it looks like all art, including Western art, was seized by the government, was destroyed. Um, and so I'm, I was able to rationalize that I did really hate the the plot themes with um this uh chick that made the the salt flats like her 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 um letter was really touching and everything like that but like oh the, the Valerie for, the lesbian for three letter. years we had roses yeah. and so I'm like you know if only you could see that it's the dykes and the homos <laughs> that are perpetrating all of this nonsense against the Christian right uh but. You know, there's good stuff here. So I give it four out of five. I've always, okay. I always like this, like this movie. I figured, I, I don't know what, what you think about this, but I guess that you loved it. You would be correct. Ah. And I, I under, I fully grant that you really have to look at broad concepts here and have a high level of tolerance for some of the specifics because in today's, in the current political context, it will make you roll your eyes and groan at some parts because of who's portrayed as the tyrant and or fascist and who's portrayed as the victim. But right. in, the, in terms of its broad themes, um, I think it's an incredibly important movie to watch and, and one that I would encourage everybody to watch if you haven't seen it. Um, and, and uh, you know, that, that should be an indicator. It's going to get a high rating from me, but we'll go through why. And it's, it's really telling uh, or it, it's, it's shocking, frankly, how accurate some of the, the plot points are to today's yeah, yeah. Uh, situation to the point that you almost wonder, was coronavirus plagiarized? <laughs> I, I won't go through all of them. I, I, I went through a lot of the points I observed in, in the review here, and you can read them in, de in detail if you would like to, but I'll, I'll be quick. So as you mentioned, a virus is used to concentrate political power. Not just that, it, it flipped an election. It produced an election result that nobody foresaw and that people don't trust. Um, which is, which was an incredible premise. There's a five minute segment of this movie. I linked in the, um, in the review that that's worth watching. If you haven't seen the movie, um, I love that the government propaganda was all about the unity. Yeah. There were these things, uh, unity, strength through unity, unity through faith. The security of this nation depends on complete and total compliance. It's just like Joe, the, the tyrants in V want the unity of you doing exactly what they tell you to do. Uh, v had a message of hate when he first hijacked the airwaves and and gave what is it was kind of his revolutionary message and a call to action 
perfectly polite, perfectly reasoned, um, and, and a very compelling case that he gave to the people about why they're being abused. And how was it characterized in the media and by by the political powers that be? It was a message of hate. Yeah, they, they literally called it a message of hate, meaning don't exactly. think, don't think through the reason he just presented. It's a hateful message. It's not <laughs> worth any of your consideration. Sounds familiar. I love that every time someone dies or a significant event happens, um, there's a strategy meeting among media personalities, among the police, among the the uh, chancellor and his political helpers. Uh, we have to strategize not to present the public with what the truth is, but how to present them this information in a way, one that they'll believe and two, uh, in a way that'll compel them to behave the way that we want them to behave and think what we want them to think. Yeah. Those things come off as almost comedy bits in the movie, but I guarantee they are much closer to reality than we realize. If we could be mm -hmm. a fly on the wall behind closed doors, the newsman, uh, the voice of London, Louis Prothero revealed to be a major stockholder in Viadoxic Pharmaceutical. Sounds an awful lot like Jim Cramer. I, I urge you to consume these medical products. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Okay. And um, one thing I love too at the end, the power of no is the only thing that ends it. Despite all of this strategizing and deception and outright violence of the state, eventually when enough people, ironically in this case, put on the mask as a sign of rebellion, not a sign of right. compliance, the military stands down. The police, the police officer trying to arrest Evie stands down. The entire security apparatus of the state stands down and allows this parliamentary destruction to go forward because critical mass just said no. And mm -hmm. suddenly the forces of government tyranny started recognizing the rightful power of the people again. That's, that's how it happens. And so that was uh, an encouraging message and an encouraging depiction in today's context. I, I loved the, the theme of the movie being the, the moral necessity of dismantling corrupt government. Right. V should be a villain according to a lot of moral frameworks. He he's violent. He's deceptive. Uh, he does a lot of things that are, that are supposedly objective wrongs, but the reason that he's a hero is the same reason that we view Thomas Jefferson and others as heroes historically. And that's because we grant that he's acting fundamentally in defense of moral truths exactly that when yeah. government betrays its its sole purpose of securing the rights of the people it loses its reason for existence and the people have a moral uh a moral duty to dismantle it that's exactly what the the declaration of independence is all about and this was a, a, a v to me was basically an american revolutionary in a different fancy outfit yeah he he should be villainous but he's a hero because we understand the 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 moral vacuum the 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 moral void that he's up against i thought that was really interesting i thought v's perspective on the battle of words and violence really interesting v is very capable of almost too capable of just slitting throats throwing <laughs> knives killing people at will but he understands that it's the power of truth expressed through words that is the ultimate power and mm -hmm. so he's very clear um, from a practical perspective and a moral perspective. You use your words first, not just because it's the right thing to do if you value life, but because it's the most effective thing to do. If you really want to change minds and produce a change in society, that was awesome. Um, the only other thing I'll say positively, uh, credit to the writing. I thought the plot twist that Evie's prison term was actually a, a trick played by V was pretty cool. That was a genuine exploding brain moment for me i didn't i didn't see that coming kind of th i thought i thought that was really cool it was great um, i mean she had sold him out but it wasn't punitive it was because she still was part of the lulling masses even though the government had killed her brother yeah. and and her parents and she still was like oh i'm gonna sell out v so that i can go live this life like what was her plan yeah 
I won't belabor the point because you hit on the lesbian propaganda. That was um, probably the low point of the movie to me was mm. maybe you liked the letter or you, you said it was an endearing letter, I suppose. I hated the letter segment. I, oh, did you? Yeah. The, the, concept, I, I that, yeah. the concept of the letter, I don't hate. I understand it fills a point in the plot that and, and a, a piece of, of these um, deception of Evie that I appreciate. But the idea that if any of us had to sit down and write a farewell letter to the world, that we'd start talking first and foremost about our middle school sweetheart. Here's a concise history of my lesbianism starting in the sixth grade. <laughs> this was just fucking bullshit. I couldn't stand any of it. Yeah. Uh, obligatory jokes about, you know, realistic depictions of driving SUVs into the bottom of the ocean and all that. Read the full review. I also thought the gunfight was a little bit silly. And I say this with full acknowledgement. The one at the end where he has all the knives. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm, I wore a, an armor plate and they like two dozen guys shot me right in the armor plate. Uh, what a yeah. wonderful coincidence. I get that. I didn't dock that. I didn't take points away from the movie because it is an action movie and a drama. It's not as entertaining if V just gets shot in the face and the delivery of explosives never gets to parliament. And we don't see any of that. So uh, fair enough. It, it's still... um. To me, a five out of five movie without hesitation. My specific gripes do not outweigh the massive importance of the broad concepts. And by the way, the beauty and the drama with which they're presented. I was um, totally engaged throughout the whole movie and didn't feel like it wasted much yeah. of any of my time. Unlike some prior movies that we've seen recently. I, I, this has become sort of Natalie Portman month. And I was hoping for a little redemption. We certainly got that, though, not because of Natalie Portman. I thought that she really could have been anybody in this movie. It was mm -hmm. stellar writing and a performance by um, Hugo Weaving as V that made this uh, an, an obvious five wiki for me. Hey! We love you. You're very special. Uh, audience in the early vote tends to agree. Uh, huge majority, over 75% of people giving it fives and fours. So not a lot of hate for this movie, despite some progressive propaganda themes you might take away from it. Uh, I thought it was like they live and that it can be applied to a variety of situations. Yeah, well, that's the mark of a good movie, too. <laughs> um, the, uh, the nomination list was vetoed in last week's vote. So the random IMDb top rated selection is appropriately for next Sunday, Christmas Sunday, Die Hard. We will settle conclusively once for all, uh, once, once and for all. We're getting to that point in the night where I can't speak anymore. <laughs> settle conclusively, whether it's a Christmas movie over uh, Christmas weekend. And after that, we have a fresh batch of new movie nominations for January from uh, nominator Adam. Nominations are Princess Bride, uh, Princess Mononoke. Uh, that's an anime movie I can't pronounce, obviously. American Psycho, Dr. Horrible's Sing-Along Blog, Reservoir Dogs, Goodwill Hunting, Full Metal Jacket. And of course, you can vote to veto the list if you don't like any of those. We can get another random IMDb top-rated selection. I must mention, too, when I posted my review yesterday, I had the poll in there. I forgot to put Wildcard in the poll. So we did have several dozen people who voted early. If you voted before the stream tonight, head back to the to the review because I had to refresh the poll. It was the only way to fix that. So I apologize. I'll pay more attention to the details in the future. Uh, and please do head back and vote if you uh, did so earlier and your vote had to go away on account of my incompetence. Early vote um, is for Princess Bride and Full Metal Jacket not hey. far behind. So I know almost nothing about Princess Bride other than I feel like I don't want to watch a movie called Princess Bride. That's oh, you like it. It's a classic <laughs> comedy. So, um, yeah, it sounds like a chick, a chick movie to me, but maybe it's not. No, no. Yeah. 
So we shall see what the next movie is. And a reminder, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie and sign up to be the uh, movie nominator for the month, or at least the chance to the one and only place to do that is my weekly movie review linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's Matt And that will do it. Let's catch up with chat. Sure. Uh, Daniel Kunkel, my workplace is offering booster shots for the unnamed virus of unspecified Asian origin. My (laughs) boss is hospitalized with said virus, though he's double jabbed. I'll outlive them all out of sheer spite. Well, Godspeed. Good luck. Keep people alive. Thank you. Um, Logan or testing to see if I can say queer. You sure can. Queer, 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 queer. And in the super chat, Susan allows it, you say. Mm, Yeah. All right. Good to know. Robin D. Banks. Merry Christmas, everyone. Head on over to Judicial Watch. Download the all-new FOIA emails from Fauci showing collusion to hide the truth with other doctors um, and Facebook. I'll have to check it out. Thanks for the thanks for the reference. Appreciate it. Uh, 1983 Bantam says, have you seen the hoax hate with Muslim girl in Virginia claiming to have hijab pulled off another one? Also, Matt tried to get on a Tom Woods show as he has a lot of followers. It would be good to tap into that. Um, another hoax hate. I saw Andy No tweeting about it a few hours ago, but I I haven't looked at the details and um, I I had the show all set up, so I didn't look into it for the stream tonight, but um, but that's all I know about it. And I'm sure the show is great and I'm more than willing to listen to uh, invitations on other people's platforms, but I never invite myself onto other people's platforms. That's my rule. Yep. He's got a rule. But uh, if you you want to lobby, I I will certainly listen and um, and I I appreciate the uh, enthusiasm and support. I bought PN. Have a little Christmas cheer to help jingle your bells. Happy safe spacing. Thank you so much. Steven Brown. Happy 19th birthday to Nash Brown. Also, Matt and I once made love to our own wives because we're not that kind of booty pirate. <laughs> Merry Christmas to both your families. Beautiful as always, Blonde. God bless from Southwest Colorado. Thank you so much. We well, thank you. It. That was very wholesome for a change. So uh, appropriate for the holidays and for family. Yep. I like that. Jimmy P. Sup, stick bundles. The Rona test just says positive or negative. The test is then sent to a lab to be sequenced, which is where they determine exactly of which variant it is a positive indication. And then they never inform you. Or I don't do they? know. I don't know. How, I, I, it's like <laughs> uh, uh, people never say I, I'm not taking a lot of coronavirus tests, obviously, but I don't hear people say I was positively diagnosed with Omicron. Yeah. They just say I got a positive test. Robin D. Banks, did Senator Warren get the coup from those blankets Elon and I sent her for Christmas? That wasn't supposed to happen. Now I just feel bad. Oh, well, happy holidays, guys. <laughs> did she Phil. get Corona blankets? That would be fitting for her it people. Would be. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate and ironic. I know. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. It's happening. It's only 810. What? God, I'm so lame now. Ah, I'm yawning. Past your bedtime. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, Philip Hayden. God bless y'all. Even you lovely atheists. Merry Christmas to the rest of us Americans. Texas loves you. We love you too. Mm. Merry Christmas. Pollock. Matt and I once waved at each other while driving our car since we both have a WRX. You wouldn't understand blonde. It's a Subaru thing. Oh, do you actually give the wave, Matt? Uh, it is a it's an obligation on behalf of that community that you must acknowledge any of the other drivers. That is so lame. And then every once in a while, when one of them doesn't do it, it's like that guy is he doesn't get it. That guy's not part of it. He doesn't he doesn't understand. But at least in my I don't know how this driver feels, but it, it's not any Subaru. It has to be specifically that Subaru. And, and that's that's the thing. 
It's not any Subaru I see because it's not you the lesbian mobile. You don't stop their car and then go put your wiener in that car's tailpipe. Is that? <laughs> I think that that's not, what you're supposed to do. And the thing that sucks is even though it's a really, I love that car, and um, I don't know, maybe I'll, the, the thing is Subaru ruined it with their latest design, so I don't know if I'll get another one in the future or not. We'll see. But uh, that car has plenty of douchebaggery in its fan base, even though it's a very cool car. So it is kind of a struggle. Which one's the Dyke one? The Outback? Uh, you're probably thinking of the Outback, the Crosstrek, the 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 wagons. Um, you're not thinking of this car. Hmm. This is their fast car. Okay. Their fun car. Thanks. Uh, Shanique was studying a brave. <laughs> Merrily told me all she wants for Christmas is her two front teeth. I told her if the turkey is hot and on time, I'll guarantee she'll still have them. Merry Christmas, Aussie degenerates. Thanks for keeping me sane. Merry Christmas and Godspeed. Zach Coggins. Like the hat, Matt, every year for the past 15 years, I wear a Santa hat December 1st through Christmas. Whenever I go out, if anyone compliments it, I wish them a Merry Christmas. It's always good for a smile. Does it work? That's I'm sure that would. That's probably <laughs> I, I bet that does work. That's a, a good and easy gesture to spread some holiday cheer. And God knows we all need a little bit of that. <gasps> the Forester. That was. That's the Forester's. The Forester's. I, I like Forester's. Uh, potentially a Forester is in my future as a family vehicle. We shall see. They used to make turbocharged Foresters too, fast Foresters, but they don't do that anymore. So that's a real, that's a real. <sighs> Esoterica Unbound. Oceana has always been at war with Omicron. Uh, as in like Australia? I don't know. What are they referencing? We're going to get ribbed for whatever. Oceana? What? Um, J Val 90, the remaining Haitian missionary hostages escaped their captives last Wednesday night, walked all night, including the eight month old baby. Apparently they bided their time and found a way to open the locked door. Hmm. Good. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the last one. Did you find it? I think that was an Australia reference. Oh, it's a 1984 reference. Oh, okay. I've read 1984 twice. How did I miss this? (laughs) Yeah. You clearly um, rattled our brains with your post two hour commentary. Okay. It's your <laughs> fault. My recall on books I've read years ago is terrible. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Winston Smith. That's pretty. And then like a, a rat mask is basically all I remember from that book. You know, the, the weird thing of that one guy shot in Minneapolis last summer, that was a justified police shoot and still caused all those riots. Uh, his name was Winston Smith. Speaking seriously. Of, yeah. And a bizarre Winston Boogie Smith and sort of a bizarre coincidence led people to wonder if maybe the powers that be are playing a game on us and dropping references here and there to see if we'll pick up on them. JVal90, I just read that. Zach Coggins, also our first mink is almost six months in and he's kicking up a storm in there. So far, his profile is looking pretty Irish, so it's nice to have that win. Here's hoping he's blonde and blue eyed like his dad. You married a Chinese woman, so I don't think that's going to happen. You got to bet on those recessive genes, man. Let's see if they pull through. Uh, yes. Um, and if people are wondering, you need to refresh. Mink does not refer to, isn't there an animal that's a mink? He's referring to a mashup of uh, Irish and Chinese genetics. Draw your own conclusion on how the term mink is achieved by mashing those things together. <laughs> um, Boogeyman917. Merry Christmas to my favorite podcast duo and to your families as well. Cheers. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Thank you. N-word faggot. Um, new Omicron <laughs> news. A study was just released showing it's a very small number of spike mutations causing over half of the damage. Something in the vicinity of 12 to 14%. This is just in the U.S. though. Hmm. Well, all right. 
Does that what, what does that mean as a practical matter though? As far as it's uh of 12 to 14%. Very small number of spike mutations causing over half of the ah. damage. Something in the vicinity of 12 to 14% just in the US. So but it doesn't I, change the fatality rate, so why does it matter? Yeah, I, I, I'm I, I'm too much of a medical <laughs> rube. I, I would need the practical effect of that explained to me. Dr. N-word, F-word. Yeah. Thank you for supporting the show. Eric Burns Marsh. Sandman wasn't just standing there. He was aggressively standing there. <laughs> Signed, Savannah. Never Poor forget. Bitch. Yeah, that, Never I, forget. that was a classic interview. Incompetent hands. Oh, God. Fun to see some Portman approval. She's one tough cookie in this, and I do mean cookie if you enjoyed the parallels to today, but weren't a fan of conservatives as the bad guys. Time to watch Firefly. People keep uh, saying maybe. that. I have to warm up to anything else but Star Trek The Next Generation in terms of science fiction. Like It's mm. not my genre. Mm. The Simpsons since 1990. Deck the Hars with bars of Hari. Ra 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 ra. Merry Christmas to you too. I'm sure the movie reference I just posted went over Matt's head. By a I mile. I also don't get it. It's, it I sounds like some it. kind of Asian thing. It's an Asian impersonation. Yeah. Let's think this through. Or did he post a previous movie reference? I'm sure we're going to get ripped apart in the of course. Live chat. Um, oh, Firefly is only one season. Maybe oh, I thought I it was. Watch a, it. I didn't realize it was a, a TV show. I was thinking movie, but I don't no, know anything about it. No, it's a series. Um, okay. Ryan, it's from a Christmas story. I've never seen a Christmas story. Ah. Uh, okay, good. Uh, Ryan says, not attracted to Saki, and yet I want to drop some seed where babies don't grow. Not sure what that means. Thoughts? What is this Ew. thing? We rehashed this out weeks ago. This, uh, it's this, a, this it's a hate banging thing. It's like yeah. hating her because she has red hair, which is, you know, natural, but also <laughs> hating her because of her, her political position. And so men want to bang people they hate as a punitive measure. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, that's not a thing for me, certainly in the Saki context. Uh, you don't want to get Saki in the Saki? No, I don't. The things I have to read. Uh, Bree, inflation reduces the government debt by approximately the rate of inflation. Uncle Joe will be able to say he has reduced the debt by 18% in 2024, by 2024, and is fiscally responsible and the Fed is the problem. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the grand plan. Robin uh, D. Banks. Jizz Lane has done so much for the CIA, MI6, and Mossad. <laughs> I think the smart money is that she's going to walk just like Epstein originally did if I had to place a bet that's what it's on. I I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's anybody's guess. I'm, I'm surprised by the outcome of every case now. Hmm. Um, Barry Dvorak says, inflation and other Biden... Bidenomics. Why, why can I not? That, that's difficult to say. Um, fallout will take down the Democrats like in 1980. Build Back Better would have left in place a lot of poison pills. Without Build Back Better, there's more hope. Ah, a little bit of uh, optimism. Hope for is team, the currency these for days. For Team Speed Bump. Yeah. We're, we're very proud at this moment. Thank you, man. Inari the Kitsune, the job search for gunsmithing is not as quick as I had thought. No one is hiring or they are and I don't get a call back. Now I have the big sad. Um, Merry Christmas to you both and everyone else in the chat. Man, hmm. I think it'll come around. I think yeah, well, it, it, uh, good luck on good luck on that one. It's a cool skill to have and I'm sure it'll yeah. I'm sure it'll pay off. I'm surprised. I wonder if there's something specific about that industry at the moment. Uh, but uh, keep at it and um you know, I, I'm sure the right thing will uh, will come around. Thank you and Merry Christmas as well. 
Robin D. Banks. Guys, the real show is off camera when it comes to Kamala freaking out. Imagine the face of her handler while all of this was going on. Probably had hair falling out in real time. Now that's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, there was no Simone cam, unfortunately. Yeah. And Simone, uh, again, she's on her way out. She's leaving. She's quitting. It's like, why Why are you running damage control for Kamala? Who cares? Like, just, yeah. You have nothing to protect at this point. Just let it happen. We all want to see the show. Um, trapped the world. Love Kamala Harris' real time remix. It's Joe Bi. It's Joe Bi. It's Joe Biden. <laughs> I, I guess yeah. I didn't. I didn't notice. Uh, I didn't notice the um, the hip hop interpret the hip hop influence on her presentation <laughs> there. Yeah. Vexner three. Uh, New York Senate and Assembly set to vote on Bill A four sixteen on January fifth that would allow the removal and detention of cases, contacts, and carriers who are or may be. A danger to public health. Oh, so it's happening. You get that you get a voluntary term at the uh, Northern Territory Australia quarantine camp uh, in New York State. Is that how this is going to work? It seems it seems so. Uh, We shall see. Long Don John. The good news with Kim Potter is that compared to Rittenhouse, the McMichaels and Chauvin, she's getting a legitimately speedy trial. She didn't have to wait a year or more. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Financial tip of the day. In 1989, Japanese economist Yoshi Futanari used a legal loophole to counterfeit 420 billion yen, but was never prosecuted. Image search Futanari inflation to see his setup and how he got away with it. Fascinating. Mm. Have you ever heard of this? No, I don't. I don't know anything about it. Is this real? Uh, I I would assume I'll have to check it out. But thanks for the intel. Dwayne Thompson, why don't they fight the mandates on basis of evidence? Ninety nine point nine percent survivability because this is um, a battle of people's emotions and their fear of death. It has nothing to do with the with the truth of the matter, which is that this is a no big deal of a disease. Yeah. And I, I it's not that I don't think those arguments have any legitimacy. I I tend to don't Google that. <laughs> OK, I tend to avoid those arguments because the premise being that if you could demonstrate a certain risk that their their takeovers, their concentration of power, their emergency. Uh, just like Nobody a, Google that. Nobody Google that. No, no one do it. Don't do it. What, what they, is it, though? Tell me. What is what? This this Futanari trap. I want to know what it is. I don't I don't know. Now I'm not you're telling me not to look it up and then don't look I'm, it up. But live chat. Tell me what it is. Is it gotcha. a weird Japanese sex thing? It was a trap all along. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I don't like to to grant the premise that if you could just demonstrate a, a, a sufficient statistical risk that they would be justified in the power takeover that they're doing. Uh, I, I don't like that because then they'll just find a way to meet that statistical risk. There's got to be a, an argument that's made on, on more fundamental moral principles than just the the stats in play, uh, at least in the way that that I would construct the arguments on this. Um, I have to do it. Okay, you you look. I'll keep going. Jonathan, uh, my apologies on the pronunciation. Preziosi? We're going with Jonathan. So I am not quitting today. Uh, I told my boss I am leaving and they can get and and they back down the next day. (laughs) They just leave the sign on the window, but no one is following the mandate. I would have been nice to see. It would have been nice to see blonde go off on the bot on the boss. Well, congratulations. And um, and thank you for. uh, for your support for the show. That is appreciated. I am not uh, going to be niggardly. And again, it's good on you for exercising the power of no. What a, what an amazing thing. You just said, no, I'm not doing that. Make me. And lo and behold, they did not. So good for you for standing up for yourself and uh, enjoy your renewed stay at your job. All right. Do you have an update on what you're looking up? I don't, 
I don't want to talk about it. Can you describe it in any sort of uh, innocent terms? It's it's terrible. And male pregnant, pregnant male to female hentai porn, I think is what I'm looking at. All right. Are these Uh, giant balls? (laughs) Rem I am says, come on, Bal. Yeah. Classic Joe Biden talk. That was four days ago, five days ago. Robin D. Banks says, Joe Biden, what's the big deal when talking about civil rights? Not a good look. Also, if it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, why are the vaccinated also getting sick? Uh, getting sick? It's anti-liberal and incorrect. Yeah, it's a, it's not correct as a matter of philosophy or as a matter of, of just fact or data. Infuriating. But he says it with such confidence and we're all the idiots for not understanding. Okay, any, any more updates? Stop. No, why am I looking at this? You know, right. the, apparently this is like some old internet trick that we should have known about because we've been around the block. I've never heard of that one. That I've never heard of me. this before. Urban Dictionary says... That were retards. I've heard of um, I've heard of Rick Roll. I've heard of Meat Spin. I've heard of Lemon Party. Uh, What's I've a not Lemon heard Party? The, don't Google that one either. Stop telling me not to Google things. You know, <laughs> at I least can't. I think that's what it is, right? It's been so long. Anyway, a do three one nine says, "Hey Matt and Blonde, asking for everyone's prayers for my fiance. Um, she's having surgery in the morning to get a tumor removed. Thanks for the prayers, everyone. Love the show and have a merry Christmas. Well, uh, all oh, the best to you and your fiance and merry Christmas. And uh, here's here's uh, hoping and trusting she will uh, emerge just fine. Uh, appreciate it and and thank you. All the best to you guys, Brandon Lesko. Tyranny is a public health emergency. Yeah, that is that is the real emergency we face, and it." To the ironic point, it does have significant uh, uh, bad health outcomes when you restrict people from pursuing their lives and, and pursuing what they want to do. It does it does have <clears throat> poor health outcomes for them. Trav to the world says inflation will raise the price of food and medicine. Inflation is a public health crisis. Yeah, we need to trust the experts. Put Thomas Sowell in charge of all government economic policy. Any criticism is anti-scholastic denialism and racist. <laughs> Don't forget racist, Trav. Oh, yeah. I, I like the plan. <laughs> Pep says, uh, going to miss the live show, but wanted to wish you both a Merry Christmas. And thank you, Matt, for your time and understanding when I was going through the worst time of my life with my son. Well, thank you for for sharing your family's story with me. And I'm, I'm glad that I was able to to help in any capacity if I was. And um, I appreciate your, your support for the show. And I wish you and your family all the best. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I know it was a tough year, but uh, but good families get through tough times. And, yep. and uh, I have faith that better years are ahead for you guys. So, so um Enjoy and, and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Appreciate it. Joda is up next if you're ready. Oh, uh, Joda, thanks for supporting the show. Actually, Cassavellanus Anestis. Yeah. Thanks, Blonde and Matt, for fighting the good fight. You, Sargon, and many others are the inspiration for pushback on tyranny and woke tard nonsense. Have a blessed Christmas and New Year. You as well. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Stray Dog Podcast. All I want for Christmas as we fall into some type of commie fash Frankenstein failure is a Hill Harris ticket V. Trump. Um, Tucker was talking about how it might be um, it might be an, a Clinton Trump ticket again. Clinton versus Trump. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that I, I be could something? See that, I could see that happening. Although I, I don't I don't want I'm pretty confident Trump would win again. I would I think I'd be up for that again. I, I wouldn't want Hillary to get anywhere close to the presidency. So I, I would actually. But what about for the laws? Yeah, but uh, I just we were already close enough to that once before. I don't I don't want to I don't want to deal with that again. Um, Seagram's Jen. Uh, I did not Google Lemon Party, by the way. Everyone. Ah, 
I will do that later. Uh, Secret and Jen. Well, they haven't legalized pedo incest or bestiality yet, so they still got a ways to go. Yeah. I guess maybe we do have a ways to go. More rungs on the ladder, more steps in the staircase. We haven't seen them it all. It seems impossible. It seems impossible. Um, a Tory D. Merry Christmas from your favorite Amulato. M O O L A T O. Thank you. <laughs> is Tori. that a uh, dairy loving mixed race person or what is that? He likes coffee and dairy. Oh, and okay. I, I don't know. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas. Uh, Josh Canning. Matt, what is still drawing you in on your faith journey exploration of Christianity? And what are your remaining hesitations? Oh, a big, broad concept. So what draws me in is my belief. And I, I believe it based on an observation of the world, not just an abstract concept, that there is a fundamental moral framework to this world. That just like there are natural laws uh, or, or natural laws of physics, like gravity, for example, that there are natural moral laws that govern this world and there's got to be a source for that where did that come from that's what drives my interest in faith and <laughs> what do you way to interrupt the profound thoughts i'm trying to express what 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 no i keep going okay why did so i do that what? the search for the source of what i believe to be an observable objective moral framework is what what gets me interested in these concepts what i hesitate on and I've been I've been struggling with this for years at this point. How do I connect that objective moral framework to the specific teachings of, say, the Bible or any specific religious teaching about Jesus as the son of God or any of the specific claims? The linkage I struggle to make. I'm open to it and I, I, I remain open to the idea that it will reveal itself to me at some point And I try to. Uh, listen to people or read or be open to that explanation when it, when it might come up. But those, those are the broad concepts that I'm thinking about. Thanks for the question. Uh, I thought C.S. Lewis was going to fast track this. He did. C.S. Lewis was really valuable in a lot of other ways. Um, if not that one, but what were you wincing at? What did you see? I Google lemon party. Oh, okay. That was yours. How do you find out about these things? Just from being around the internet. These are things that I was Rick rolled into or you know tricked into looking at in like college or you know after high school this is like 10 15 feel, years ago type thing i'm things. feeling really old yeah uh bc my boss was ready to stand by me and lose his job from the cms mandate he caved and got a single j and j shot the week before the court stepped in i'm feeling vindicated on multiple levels with this it is vindicating good for you for having the cojones good Indeed. And imagine a situation where one, the court strikes down that mandate that he eventually caved to and two, CMS or whoever the powers that be later say the J and J vaccine doesn't count. So one, the authority exercised on it was illegitimate. And two, the it people who exercise the authority now say it was pointless anyway. That one doesn't count. Do it again. That would yeah. be the worst outcome for that guy. But um, John says vaccines protect you and not others. Every couple of years, I still get the flu, even though I get a shot. Why do they think Rona is any different? Let's go, Brand. Um, yeah, I used to be pretty pro vaccine. And now this is making me rethink my position on all vaccines. <laughs> it is tough so, not to go. I, I want to be rational about decisions to um, vaccinate. I don't want to be driven just by pure reaction, pure reflex um, against these people. But um, but yeah, I mean, it does get tough. It, it, it's, it's not a reflex to the vaccine. It's the reflex to people that think they have the authority to control every aspect of your life. I know. And I it know. is a good reflex to give those people the finger. In most cases, you just still want to be rational about it. 
Skip Mayfield. I made it out of Seattle on my way to Phoenix. I would have joined Antifa, but that would involve wearing a butt plug and respecting women, neither of which I have intentions of doing. <laughs> good for you. In, in Combat Enhanced 30, may we all look as good as blonde in six Christmases. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. I'm not looking as good as I used to. I'm just, I keep getting a, a lower quality camera. <laughs> Every time Skag gives me money for a new camera, I just, uh, I go back two seasons. So. Spend it on Vaseline to smear just over smear the lens. Yeah. yeah. Um, censored disclosure. I asked for a shout out, but wasn't clear what I do. Videos that had their comments likes disabled. I upload a picture for the video and avoid copyright to keep comments open. Also created a dislike. That makes sense. Oh, okay. okay. I, I like that you're thinking creatively to restore our democratic right to dislike. Yeah. Thank you yeah. For, for preserving the power of the people. Appreciate it. John Martin, it's been a rough month, but here's some money because blonde looks so damn beautiful tonight. Well, thank, well, thank you. you. I'm really glad I'm not wearing a hot hat right now. I, just, I feel bad for critiquing your Christmas wear now. <laughs> Colin Dilworth says, Blonde, have you been watching Millennial? Why aren't you on it? All your buds are doing it. BPS, Devin Stack, Robin Riley, Computing Forever. Um, Is it on YouTube? If I'm being totally honest, I do not want... This is so bad. I don't watch any YouTube commentary anymore. It Like, at all. I, I'm like checked out of this i watch the the lotus eaters every once in a while I, I still watch your videos and i watch computing forever on bit shoot and black pigeon speaks and that is it that's it hmm. remember the the old days when you'd wake up and you'd have like t hours and hours of new content that you wanted to watch it's not it like was, that anymore and, and all, some of that i'm sure is is um maybe you're fatigued of the content the other part of it is half of the people that you've that you enjoy have probably been banned off youtube banned, and so yeah. that you don't get the nice clean list that you had before either yeah, yeah. Um, Eric Dieter, uh, Rand book Atlas Shrug was originally titled, titled "The Strike." As society starts to collapse, the collectivists put their problems of society and on on the uh, competent and industrialist. Rand's question is: What if they went on strike? Um, mm. Well, that that true. sounds pretty prophetic as it applies to Elon Musk and Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> we have to yeah. take out the productive people and make sure that they submit. I'll have to. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I have not read a lot of um, Ayn Rand's work. It's probably something I should read. Holden Mulray. Um, Hi, Truth Seekers. And all your hoax hate segments, have there ever been any that led all the way to accusations of the innocent? Thanks and God bless. And he, sa he says accusations arrest of specific person. We periodically follow up on hoax hate. Um, a lot of them have been revealed to be hoaxes. I think there's probably more um, that get revealed definitively as hoaxes than those that are confirmed to be legitimate acts of, of hate. Yeah. Um, I, I would be, obviously I don't have the time to follow up on every single case that we've ever done, but where people send me the information and where I have time to Jen Saki circle back on them. Um, yeah, but, but man, it, it, for me to try to try to remember the last time that we featured a piece of hoax hate that, that was totally wrong and confirmed to be an authentic crime later yeah. I'm sure it's happened. I won't say never, but oh, it's God. not very it, it's, common. It isn't very common. And we do we do generally follow up, although there is a kind of a dearth of coverage um, in terms of people wanting to know whether or not these things are hoaxes. They don't really want to know. Yeah. And I, if, if the information was out there, I wouldn't hide the ball on that. If, if it was later revealed that we got it totally wrong and it it was a real event. Yeah, uh, I will gladly talk about it. I just totally hardly ever see it. Um. Albert Albertus Magnus 44 today's grammar lesson a picture is hung a person is hanged 
What was the context? Great show and Merry right. Christmas so that would be correct because the, it was a noose that was hung. Noose being an object, not a person. A per- oh, okay. Person would be hanged. Is that really the grammatical rule? That's a, totally arbitrary. A person would be hanged in a noose, but a noose hanging without a person is hung. I think. Thank you. Esoterica Unbound, the anti-Christian and anti-Western background and the need to burn down our culture was the entire point. The reason it seems so prescient is that the left always accuses others of what they are up to. Hmm. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Slosher. Matt doesn't even watch movies with subtitles. You guys aren't surprised he didn't get a 1984 reference. Um, <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. I, I've never seen 1984, the film, but I've read the book. I've so never seen the movie and my read the read. Dude, we're talking like high school. I've not read this anytime recently. I'm not, I'm not defending. I'm not saying that I shouldn't know the reference. I should. I'm just giving you the context to understand why I, I didn't, I didn't know it. Oh, geez. Um, Mark G. Now that Blonde has seen Funatari, balls or no balls? I didn't Google it for that long. I'm not answering any follow up <laughs> questions about this. Albertus Magnus Futinari is Japanese for dual form and refers to hermaphroditism. How do you say that? Hermaphroditism? Hermaphroditism, I'm going to go with. Yeah. Oh, the Japanese. God, we probably shouldn't have killed all their masculine men. They wouldn't have descended into this weird sex universe. Cal 158. Epstein didn't kill himself, but George Floyd did. Suicide by cop with a fentanyl overdose, not a homicide. Hopefully common sense will prevail during his appeal. No jury intimidation can occur. Yeah, we shall see. I I certainly wouldn't. I think the political forces are too strong in that case. But yeah, you know, uh, we shall see if the truth prevails one day. Wingy says, ah, yes, the one topic we all want to talk about on the Christmas show, pregnant chicks with huge male appendages. The audience never stops giving, however degenerate it might be. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. I know. Should have known better. Slosher. I'm not Merry doing this Christmas. blonde look up Alabama hot pocket. No, <laughs> I'm going to practice self-discipline. I'm not going to do this while Skag is talking very deeply about his wants and needs in a spiritual sense. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, sorry about that. Yeah, I just I just couldn't. That's, I couldn't stop myself. That was a perfect moment for this show. That's exactly <sighs> what this show combines. Big concepts and absolute uh, overindulgence in degenerate nonsense at the same time. I have to like rejoin my family life after this. You know? <laughs> uh, Micah Vanilla says, Merry Christmas to you both. Matt, regarding Christianity, check out Douglas Wilson. He had some great debates with Christopher Hitchens before he hmm. passed. Yeah, I, I um, I, that'd probably be fun to listen to. I generally do better as a listener than a reader. So that's, that's a format that tends to work for me a little bit better. And in my <clears throat> former days where I was more convinced of uh, agnosticism, maybe even teetering on atheism, um, Christopher Hitchens, I was a big fan of. So mm. I haven't listened to Hitchens in a long time. I don't know if I would still be a fan or not, but uh, I don't know. I've enjoyed listening to him in the past. So it probably would be good. Uh, I think we've got two more thunderstorms says if anybody gets bored and is interested in an afterlife concept from ancient Greece, check out the book of air, also known as the myth of air. Excuse me. Hmm. Thank you for that. Hold on. Thank you. Hi guys. My question earlier on hoax hate may not have been clear. I'm curious if a false allegation has led all the way to an innocent person getting condemned for the supposed hate act. Thanks. And God bless. I'm sure I can't think of anything specifically. Someone falsely accused and, and, convicted either in a criminal sense or in just a public perception sense um generally no because most of the time there isn't a specific person accused that's the nature of the hoax it's just a general 
hood wearing clansman in the dark of night, Jussie Smollett style. In that case, it's a mm. MAGA hat, but you get what I'm saying. There's never an allegation against a specific person because that would be that would expose a fault in the hoax. It would you'd right. be able to demonstrate innocence in most cases. Um, I just have a couple more on Tippy Stream. Thanks for the clarification, by the way, and for supporting the show. Um, are you good on time? This I think we just have a few on Tippy Stream. It's okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Del the Redneck, not very many. Del the Redneck says they already started construction on the Biden presidential library and it recently suffered a setback when it caught fire. It was a total loss. Both books were destroyed. Uh, and Joe had not even finished coloring all of the pages in one of them. Well, that's a very sad story. It's a bummer to hear. Although with my understanding of literary references tonight, my presidential library, if I ever grew up to have one, would probably contain about as many books. I don't know, would, the, would there be more books or movies in my presidential library? Or fewer is probably the way to phrase that question. Yeah. There wouldn't be a lot of either. Uh, Adam says, Merry Christmas, Matt and Blonde. Consider watching the movie Fat Man. Uh, Mel Gibson is Santa and it's ridiculous. Well, that might be up your alley. Okay. Although Mel Gibson, I assume comedy, probably. Is that what that is? Oh, I'll watch Mel Gibson and all the that makes me then. a little nervous. Phil says, uh, Millst- <laughs> uh, Mil- <laughs> Millst- I can say this right. Millstones and rope. Sometimes the old days really are the best. There are evil people out there who want to diddle your kids. They shouldn't be allowed to. Uh, they, they should face trial and be given due process and punished um, not in any sort of cruel or unusual, unusual way, according to uh, the Constitution's prescription. That's what Phil says. I think that's very thoughtful and principled of him. Uh, thank you, Phil. Phil also says <laughs> Phil's mad about the accusation of cultural appropriation from from uh, Joy Reid. He says, I. I let me be careful here. <laughs> okay, they, these are these are examples of white culture that you can't appropriate anymore. Joy Reid, running water, electricity, speaking English, reading—the list goes on and on. Uh, it's also tiresome. <laughs> it's also tiresome to be uh, smeared and defamed in such a way, says Phil. Though of course Phil is very patient and is confident that we will all come around and have a happy. Um, future together in which we are all uh coexisting as the bumper sticker tells us to do thank you phil that was a great christmas message much appreciated michu says objects get hung criminals get hanged yeah, there's there's yeah, the distinction okay. once again all right i think we are all set um we're good on d live thank you guys for hanging out over there yeah we're all finished up here do you have any other vulgar observations before we call it a night I just, I never should have looked at any of that stuff, you know? Solid advice, I, I would say. Well. Please stop Googling. Don't, don't <laughs> be me. Don't do it. Don't do what I did. You can't unsee these images. Don't do any Googling over your Christmas holiday. Thanks as always for hanging out with us tonight. We, uh, we appreciate our live viewers and our, our live chatters. Thanks for uh, keeping us in touch with the facts on all the stories, including the CNN one. Um, if you're listening later on demand, we appreciate you as well. And if you need some more listening material throughout the holidays, of course, check out the audio platforms. We have more material, including the call-in show and interviews and other things you may not find on YouTube linked in the description and on the website. You can find everything else show related on the website as well. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. But most importantly, have a Merry Christmas. Please enjoy some time with family and remember what's important. After another year of absolute bullshit... 
thanks for being a part of this show's family as well. We'll see you back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a good night and a Merry Christmas. Bye, guys.